What's up, everybody? My name is Dennis Semenis. And I'm Iris the Vision. And if you're tuning in, then you must be thirsty. But don't worry, we're here to quench your thirst on the, the juice. juice. And tonight we have a very special guest in the building, all the way from Dallas, the DFW. Mm-hmm. Right? So. That's where I live right now. Okay. Mesquite. But she's been doing big things all over the city with her art. You might have already seen her art already, like all over the internet or not, maybe. But you will get to know her tonight for sure. Tonight we have Shanoa. It's your first time, right? My first time, my first podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. That's exciting. I am. I'm excited. Here on the juice. Yeah, the juice. So tell (laughs) us a bit about yourself and where you're from. Okay, so I'm originally from the Memphis area, so Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I grew up, like, right outside of Memphis in the suburb kind of area, like, uh, it's all of Ranch, Mississippi. But if I say that, people don't know what I'm talking about, (laughs) and it's not, like, the rest of Mississippi, so I just say Memphis. It's a lot easier. Um, I moved out here in 2017 just because I needed to get out of that area. There wasn't a lot of opportunities, a lot of crimes, a lot of bad shit was happening. Can I cuss? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. It's not PG or anything, so. No, yeah. I could have brought Peyton titties on. Oh, shit. (laughs) Sex sells. You could have. We can share it later. Yeah, Yeah, we'll put a little screenshot up somewhere. Um, yeah, so I started doing art right before I moved out to Dallas. Um, so part of my motivation for leaving everything I knew behind was to hopefully have a chance of doing something with it. Um, but I didn't even know what was possible with art at the time. And I learned in that moment, like through that, that if you don't see it, then you can't see, if you don't see someone else doing it, you can't see yourself doing it. So it's really important to have representation of people doing things that we want to do, be able to see that, which was great about social media as you can see that. Oh, yeah one of the positives, you know, so, cause what changed my life was somebody walked into the radio station. I was working out of Memphis and he was in there to do like a, like a commercial. And then I asked him like, you know, what was he, you know, advertising and he art and he painted his front yard and just set up in the front yard and all types of stuff. And I was like, you, Dang. Can, do, you can do that. Like you can make money that way. It's like light bulb. And then hmm. I slowly started just painting kind of stuff for families and friends and stuff like that. And, and that's when you started painting or like doing yeah. art? Well, I, I was always drawing. Like when mm. I was little and stuff, I started with anime and manga. And then my grandmother was like, no, draw real people. And they gave me like the realistic books. And so then I started drawing like portraits and stuff and used mostly charcoal. Um, and then when I did my first commission, I was still living in Memphis at the time. $7 for this <laughs> baby portrait that like I used to look at it and I'm like, God, that is worth so much more. But you don't know, <laughs> you know, I'm just happy somebody wants yeah. a piece of art. But I also realized that people weren't willing to pay as much for, like, charcoal drawings is as easily, anyways. That market is a little bit smaller than paintings. Paintings have a lot more money in it. Like, people want, they they know what that is. Like, oh, it's colorful, pretty, put it in my home. And the charcoal takes a long time. So I made the switch slowly into acrylics. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I just, I started doing it like I was sketching at first. And then it just slowly transformed over time. But, um... Yeah. What was I going with that? Um, what was so, it? Easy transition, like going from there. What did you? Yeah, it was yeah. really scary. Moving to Dallas. Oh, which one? Oh, I was like, well, yeah, I was talking about the art. The art, both, both were scary. <laughs> yeah. um, not, I wouldn't say necessarily easy, but then again, I think that if you like with an instrument, if you can read music, you can make a transition easier than say if you've never tried it. So it's just a matter of picking it up and just doing it, like just mm. just yeah. doing it. And so I took the the sketching techniques and applied it to the painting. And slowly it just turned into its own painting te- technique. But 
Um, I think there's a lot of value in just teaching yourself and doing it just raw too. So I tell people all the time, like, you don't need art school to be an artist. Just, mm. just do it. And like, the more like uninfluenced you are, I think the more raw and like honest your art can be. You know, it's so all about like, failure too. Like that part, from, yeah. Yeah. Don't, you're going to paint over some paintings, you know, you're going to be like, wow, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I should quit. <laughs> like, but then no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So. But Bob Ross always makes his mistakes into something that goes right, with yeah. the painting. Yes. Shout so out Bob it's not Ross. even a mistake. Man, he taught me a lot. If you watch his like little <laughs> little episodes and you just break it up, pause. Okay. Pause. I know he goes so fast. Yeah, you have to pause it. You have to pause it. But like well, it's, it's TV too. They got amazing. Like, yeah. It's it's an amazing For real. Didn't they make a movie like about his life? I think so. Probably. Yeah, because, like, all his paintings were sitting in storage or something like that. I think they made, like, a weird documentary about him, too, like, about how he wasn't who he, who everyone thought he was. I think I watched that one, too. He had learned from his... I don't even want to ruin him, so I don't want to watch it. Yeah, we don't want to go there. But (laughs) really, it's just, it's, like, that's the thing about if you have a mentor in art or anything like that, you end up taking on their style and kind of passing it on. Which is can be helpful, but you, I feel like you have to find uh, that balance of splitting away from what you're learning and then just developing it yourself and trying some crazy find stuff. Find your but, own way. Right. Like, Bob Ross, Stand so, out. He taught me some techniques. I'm not going to lie. And when I need to make some money, I would just watch one of his episodes, recreate the painting, and I'm like, $100. Anybody need it? You know? Hey, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, you got it. Like, people love Bob Ross. <laughs> I mean, landscape's yeah. so easy. That's what everyone loves. Do you like sell your paintings online or do you do art galleries and stuff like so, that? So I've never been in, in a gallery. I really want to be in a gallery. I'm supposed to be in a friend's gallery. He's opening, I don't know the name of the spot yet. He's still under under construction, but he's opening a spot in Deep Ellum that's going to be, for pot, has podcast studios, it's going to be art and then oh, like dang. clothing and stuff. So that was my first time putting art in a gallery. Um, that's right. And then... That's exciting. Okay. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's one of my goals. I wanted to be put in a gallery... Um, and then eventually host my own art show. That would definitely be another goal. But most of it's online. I would say Instagram really, really helped me as an artist. I think that's that and Facebook at the time, but family and friends and support, you know, just, just being consistent with it and people seeing it and just wanting to support because they're like, oh, that's cool. You're actually doing it. Like you're, you're yeah. doing something different. And you're, people just want to support that sometimes. So social media was my saving grace for sure. Because there was a time when I wasn't doing any pop-ups and I had just quit my job after nine months living in Dallas and I was just like screw it let me just I got a couple people that want commissions let me just see what happens and yeah and then it ended up working I mean I painted so many dog portraits I wanted to cry but like <laughs> you know like it it, it worked yeah. and then people saw some people buying and that's why it's important to post like the reviews and when the thing is finished and the people if they'll let you you know oh yeah and then the with their mouth. happy painting oh yeah <laughs> next to the dog yeah I've had yeah, that yeah. I've had that happen I like that. what was your favorite type of dog to paint probably pit bulls or like bully breeds like they have so much expression and personality oh, yeah. and like the features of their face that it's really easy to get distinguished wrinkles <laughs> in their ears heck yeah the pug was really cute i liked painting a pug the one i don't like like the least is probably labs <laughs> like the black the and, they're yeah, just the, the most basic dog the black and golden fur like it's just it's really it's hard to get the distinguishing features and I'm always worried it doesn't look enough like their lab. That's what yeah. I was going to ask. Like, like, is that special? Like every lab looks the same. They all do yes. look do the same. Do you do it in person or is it like I'm going to send you a picture? I do a lot. Of, I've shipped a lot. So like okay. a lot oh. of my commissions where I ship out something, I've shipped hundreds of paintings, which is kind of stressful. I don't know why. <laughs> but so no, I didn't go to always see it. But sometimes if people got it for a gift for somebody, I'd get a video and even ask sometimes, hey, if the person doesn't mind, can you get a reveal video for me? And that's always special. Oh, 
Like yes. I love when someone cries, even though I don't want to see people sad, but it's like oh, that would be like so crazy. Cry. Yeah, right. Cry. Like you feel it connected. Yeah. yeah. Like if your dog passed away or something and you want like that dog meant a lot to you, that'd be like something awesome 100%. to have. Like a big ass painting of the dog. <laughs> Heck yeah. I did one time I did a dog that had passed and he wanted him in doggy heaven. Aww. His favorite snack was watermelon, which I thought was really cute. So he had like a half a round of watermelon and then I had other dogs up on the clouds playing mm-hmm. and stuff. And so that was fun. So I've done quite a few like doggy That's tributes. so sweet. I want to do like one, like a portrait, like with the fam and like wear like the death row like pictures where it's just like they're wearing yeah, all black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that'd be laughs> it's just like their face. That'd be tight. And that's all dogs. Cool. No, like with my family. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I have like, dogs. Like, uh, <laughs> Spanky. Like, like Snoop Dogg. Like the Snoop Dogg. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the poker table one. No, it's like where it's, it's like, like a, an all black background and it's just them like barely poking But out they're also the like wearing like black tights. Oh, so you just yeah, see their face, but they're like, they're about. wearing gold and shit and they're just like, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's like a mobster painting. Yeah, yeah. Well, paintings like Photoshop, you can make it happen. Yeah. True. Sure. So I tell people, I'm just like, give me a shot of the face, and then what do you want them doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> great question. What do you think about like the AI stuff, like the AI, you know, paintings? And at first, I was kind of freaked out by it, mm. but I think after I'm looking at it, out. yeah, I'm freaked out where it can go, and, and I'm more so freaked out about the weird photoshopping and like the nude stuff happening um, than I am about the art aspect. Because to me, I still haven't seen AI art that doesn't that looks the same as like a physical authentic mm. painting like oh, you can yeah. still and tell it's like more blurry style. it's yeah. like like it has right. a soft filter over it or something weird right. like that it's like it has like you said its own style almost right yeah still. like you it, it, it looks mimic, like right. it's like super cgi or mm-hmm. like uh just not real you yeah know, versus you could tell sometimes if you actually like look at it you're like that authentic that looks like yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. there is that when it first started coming out with like the apps um a lot of people are saying, like, a lot of artists and painters are saying, like, they're stealing styles from, like, this certain painter oh, or that yeah. certain painter. Oh, There's, like, probably. a whole... Yeah, because, yeah. like, I was, um, I was actually playing with his uh, AI phone app, and I was looking at the different styles, and they had them categorized. But, yeah, if you really, like, look at some of those styles, are really popular for mm-hmm. artists to do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a lot of artists doing those styles now as well. So, it's, like, you can't really get too mad because humans are doing that to each other constantly. With taking yeah. That's true. And it's really not so much even about um, the styles it is what you're portraying in the image you know that's what i think what i did research but trying to find out what made valuable art it's not just unique style but it's also the unique you know imagery and the meaning and everything behind it and the ai can't duplicate intention that's true. yeah i mean okay. these right here like yeah like, what I've inspired those that, so. like that's so freaking awesome. both of them are so thank awesome you, you. so they're both centerpieces of two different collections this one I did first when I first found my original style with like the watered down acrylics and the drips and stuff. And Those nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's supposed to be a little painful to look at. It's like holding on. You hold on to your trauma and pain and you take it on as part of your identity. You need to let it go because if not, it just creates more pain and trauma and that bleeding heart syndrome, you know. It's like mm. that happened to you. What what you learn from that makes you makes you who you are, not the incident happening to you. Like yeah. the trauma isn't what made you. It's like what you took from that trauma. That's why sometimes people go through something and they don't ever change because they didn't take anything from it. Now right. the trauma, I mean, that is who they and it's are. It's like eating them up and shit. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So you got to let it go. I kind of have yeah. a question like that for you, but I want to hear the explanation um, of the other one too. Okay, so this one I started when I was diving into, for one, live painting. But also just uh, my spiritual journey with God um, and incorporating the divine feminine and the teachings of 
those women that were, you know, close to God in different religions and, and understanding what that meant and, and how she is everything too. He is, she is, you know, so it's, it's, you know, the great mother in the sky there, you know, the universe, the cosmos, the coming out of her, you know, where <laughs> birthing out of there, you know, the Milky Way, you know, it's life. It's beautiful. <laughs> Do it. It's like a certain star. Is that just like for? It's just it's just for the effect. Yeah. I just liked it. I mean, I don't really have a specific one in mind. Really, a lot of those stars, it's very just like splattered on. Mm. So it just kind of does this thing, which is what I think paint is about. Is it teaches? It's taught me to let go of control a little bit. Mm. So I just let the paint kind of do its thing. Sometimes, and sometimes you got to follow where the paint goes, and you're like, whoa, okay, I didn't mean to do that. Happy mistakes. That's yeah. Process, you know? So that for me, just, it's cool to because. I think I met you during this time. I met you when you were, I think, either still working on it and, or barely finishing it up. And I think this was one of the paintings, if not the painting, that drew me to your table where I met you at, Royal, I think, Royal Lanes. Yeah, yeah is, where, is where I think I met you. And um, I like really dark, trippy stuff. So, And at the time, I think you had some paintings um, that I'm sure you've sold by now with, like, eyes and stuff. And I love stuff with eyes. Um so all of that, and then this one's what newer within the last year and a half ish or so, I think. Yeah, I'd say it's. I love galaxies sure. and outer space. Two, year and a half, two years, something like that. That started after this one for sure, because this was all about my healing. Because when I moved out to Dallas, um, separating from just the distractions of growing up, where you know, at home and being around my friends and family all the time, that there's a level of distraction there, right? Like you can always just go, 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 go. And you don't sit at long enough alone <laughs> to be know. like, okay, this, 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 this all is all upsetting me. I didn't even know it. So when I got out to Dallas, had no friends, had a real hard time making friends the first like two years. I had spent so much time alone and doing psychedelics. And then I had a bunch of um, repressed things come up and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. It sounds yeah, like a brain overload. Oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, at what age is this for you, like in that time? Um, 24, 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I realize mean, I'd, P- I'd been walking around with PTSD for a good five years, like all types of stuff. So I was really trying to work through that, through the art. I didn't even really know that that's what I was doing, but I knew it was what I was doing because I just yeah. was like, whatever I want to paint. And it was a bunch of faces, angry and sad. And it just comes out dark sometimes mm-hmm. because that's what your soul feels. At right. The and what I'm trying to get out, you know, and I feel like that too, you can kind of trap that in the painting. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and I knew a lot of people were feeling that too. And it, yeah, it was, it was a hit. It, I mean, I sold Dang. like half the first series already. I think, yeah. I think the half of it sold. Um, yeah, like the Medusas and stuff too, playing with like the dark feminine too. And like, you know, the, the, the traumatized woman and the way we can kind of come out and be, you know, yeah. monsters if we want to, you know, beautiful <laughs> monsters. But yeah, um, just kind of playing with those different energies. And I thought it was, it was, it was a good series, but it's coming to a close. I have, um, I did have a final piece I want to add. So that one's going to be, real, it's going to be really dark. It's going to be a dark one. I don't want to say too much yet. But... All for the dark side. Oh yeah, you can like that. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's you know, I've like, I, I been yeah, studying yeah, the sketch yeah. for probably like five months, and I'm just like, this is creepy. So I tried to describe it. But there's no point. It'll I be good to it. pop out yeah. there because, like, I feel other than your conditions, um, well, from your series, like everything's been like very colorful, like spirit. colorful, spiritual, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I mean, that speaks to like your journey too. So mm-hmm. you've been going through, and that's what you've been focusing on. So it makes sense, that, you know. And it's not healing and stuff like that. It's so not linear. Like, you're going to hit these peaks and valleys, you know. 
you're going to get back into hell every now and then and have to dig your way out. So yeah. that's why I'm like, I don't even know if I can ever end a series, but <laughs> like I'm trying to, cause I want to like close a chapter. So I'm going <laughs> Maybe split it into a secondary something or other. Yeah. You know? Maybe yeah. like you breaking through to the light. Right. Or something like it like turns that. into more of like a like a warrior vibe or something yeah. like that. Or the dark versus cool. light. I always like that yeah. kind of theme. Like I painted something one I time like that, that was like the dark versus the light, and uh-huh. one side had gold and green, and the other side had like red and black, and it was just like the, the kind of colors. hitting each other. But yeah, like I love that kind of stuff. So you can like have your own interpretation of the art too. hundred percent. I like that idea. That just uh, inspired me. Hey. I didn't know you painted. Barely. I, just, I just like to like test things out sometime, but yeah. it's like with the cheapest paint with my little brothers and sisters. So mm-hmm. we'll just so, get together and do stuff sometimes. That's but really good though. That's so important. I like to see them try to do stuff because like if you even try something, they'll get inspired by you and then they'll like want to try mm-hmm. it too. And it's like, whoa, you actually did something really great right. there. And kids, it's so important that they, they see that and they get inspired and they stay inspired because that's how they create a skill yeah. or something that is so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think of all the times that, you know, adults in my family, like parents and things like that didn't really believe what I, I mean the talent I had or what I wanted to do yeah and so a lot of it was I felt like I was constantly like you know just trying my best by myself so having someone like you or having you know an adult do that is so important because it's such a such a good route like creativity you can do so much with it like crafting anything like that you know yeah you gotta and it's like that inner child that helps you really tap into. The but if nobody ever it. like yeah, buys the man. stuff for it, then you'll never really have a chance. You know, like for, even the little tiny, like you can go to Dollar Tree and just get the little tiny and get the watercolors, anything like they They love it all. They just Definitely. love to be able to paint. And I did one time I did it with the kids in my neighborhood because they had seen me with okay. some art and they were knocking on my door. And I was like, all right, guys, <laughs> I set up a little blanket and then we were out there painting. Uh, I was like, no, I got to do this outside because I don't know where your parents are. And, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, nobody's going to do that. I know, a couple mamas that day. I was like, hi. I know this seems weird, but um, I'm an artist. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not learning anything. I know. I know. I was like, okay, guys. That's what, hey, the, that's what a parent would think. Like, I know. Uh, or they paint something so crazy. There's so many bad things that happen like, lately. What is this? So. Right. Like, yeah, it is. Parents, like, I don't even look here. <laughs> no, because they might—I don't know what they would have done. Start a riot, <laughs> right? No. But to what you were saying about um, you know letting like that inner kid come through. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they say is that if you're an adult and, and a creative, you're like the kids that made it, right? You know, like you—you you were able to get past the, you know soul crushing adulthood yeah yeah exactly exactly that's that's the you can tap back it. into it yeah. you yeah. didn't give up on creativity Dreams, and goals. childhood yeah. completely for sure. yeah for sure but i feel like that's hard for some people who you know never really had that much of a childhood like it either mm-hmm. goes one way or the other like you you act like a child all the time when you're an adult or you're just like super serious if you felt like you never really you know had your parents support and had fun and you know, go outside and play and just live as a child does sometimes. Yeah. It, what's crazy, though, is, like, kids don't even really play outside anymore. Like, you know. So yeah. sad. It, it, so sad. And, like, now, too, like, I, I'm guilty of it because I have kids. So I'm, like, I'll just be chilling, and especially right now because it's fucking hot outside. Yeah, like, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'll be chilling, and the kids are, like, just bored. And, like, but instead of, like, being, like, hey, let's go play outside, like, you know, like, they're, like, oh, let's go play on the tablet or let's go play video games. And I'm, like, okay, yeah. But then I'm like thinking like, no, let's just go outside or do something like, let's go to the yeah. uh, school down the road and skateboard or something. Like that. 
I think it's, it's, mm. it's it is up to parents a lot of times with that, but you know, times like this, you can't you can't do anything about. Yeah, that. true. If yeah, my parents like had a, degrees, you know, yeah. my parents made us play outside, but even then, like I mean, I had video games. I didn't have social media though. Yeah, right. I didn't have a tablet, but I remember being so mad all the time because my mom said two hours of TV a day. That's it. <laughs> Thirty minutes each. <laughs> no, seriously, I remember that. But now looking back, I'm grateful because it's still yeah. now when I get trapped in my social media days, it, it, I still hear this voice in my head like, "How many hours have you been on my phone?" Like, you know. <laughs> so that and now really, phones do it. Where yeah, well, it's really helpful. They used to not, if you want now, it to. Yeah. Well, I forget. What it well, no, it'll remind you like, if you have notifications on it. No, I think it's like the, have the iPhone. TikTok does it to you still, though. Oh, yeah. It's like you've like, watched too many. Yeah, you, you need to take a, a break. Videos, yeah. <laughs> On conspiracy talk. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. going through I think that. Facebook did it for a bit, but then they stopped. Like, I remember that popping up a little I, bit. I don't remember that just, at all. Really? Hell no. Facebook I feel like they did it for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> In the meta. The metaverse. Yeah, so you can be a customer and pay for all the ads with your time. You have Facebook? I, st- I still have one. I barely get on because every time I do, I'm reading something I don't want to read. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, and I'm like looking at it. It's like someone, someone's friend from high school yelling yeah. at this person. I'm like, oh my God. And they're arguing and they haven't seen each other. In like- <laughs> right. And then I'm like, oh, wait, haven't you been <laughs> forever? Who's this? Yeah. Whoa. I kids know. now. I'm over here next. Like, it's Facebook's right about that. Like, it's yeah. funny. Information. <laughs> and they got the memories too. Like, you posted this like 13 years ago. And oh, it's yeah. like. And it's like the weirdest, it's like, like worst like, grammar hey, shit. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> I've had this account since 2006. I don't want to see some of these pictures. Yeah. Going, yeah, to, going out to Brahms, then to the football game. Could you imagine if, that, if uh, when life wild, was that simple? X, XD or what was that? The, like, yeah, the XD face. <laughs> RAR. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if like uh, Facebook ate MySpace and then Facebook was like, look at what your MySpace used to look like. Dude, that'd be so crazy. Mine would have like falling matrix text. Damn. Mine would have like Jordan, like the Jordan spinning, like the one. <laughs> yeah, see, but all that. All and my that, photos. I had rainbow like tiger stripes just flashing in the, just oh like the God. flashing <laughs> rainbow tiger stripes. Glitter words everywhere. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. real. I, I, well, I did. Um, against my parents' wishes, oh my god, me and my dad would go to war about freaking MySpace. I would be using before, you know, like the proxies to like to hide the, the yeah. to get on MySpace. Like I, I didn't realize what I was doing back then. But I, you were <laughs> hacking the mainframe back then. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know it. Like, so desperate to be connected to everybody, yeah. Yeah. and I'd be on there. I'd delete history, and if I hear him coming, or I had like the little thing on the bottom, <laughs> and I put my little flip phone right there so you couldn't see that the tab was open. <laughs> oh, I was sneaky. I put it. And then coding <laughs> your profile too. Like, how did we even like code shit like that? that well, was yeah, so there's, weird. there's websites. Like page. Yeah. yeah, there's websites. There was some other weird before stuff, MySpace though. that you could code. It was like webs, like blank website screens. I don't remember what it was called, but we were playing with it in like sixth grade. I wish. I, I just remember T Pain's bartender being like my song for like the longest. <laughs> All I know yeah. is my dad found my MySpace. It was Lil Wayne's Lollipop that was playing oh, this yeah. song, and yeah. I was not okay. Oh my gosh. Did you get it, banned for a while after oh, that? Oh, are you kidding? I was grounded the whole summer of like sixth grade because of that. Song. Oh my gosh. The song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That just like was the cherry on top for him. It? He started asking you about your top eight. And no, he just read all the oh, messages. Like the He's like, why yeah. are you wearing your little Sophie shorts? Why, like, why are these little shorts in these picture like this? And I'm like, yeah. like you bought them for me. He was just so scared. He knew, he was so into like, he knew about like the predators and how everything was before it yeah. became so widely known. So, yeah. God, he's got the shit out of us. <laughs> America's Most Wanted every Saturday. You can watch it. We see that was when Chris Hansen. Yeah, yeah, we only knew about that from 
You walk in the, yeah. yeah. Was it Dateline or like something like that? I found out why that show got canceled with him. Someone killed himself. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it was yeah, a yeah. cop. It was like someone with law enforcement yeah. that did it. So they're like, oh shit, like we can't do this anymore. Like they yeah. caught a law enforcement officer doing it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why they could keep And I think it was in Texas too. Himself, I'm like, well, I think just like like how. Like these are the punishments for messing with. It didn't really seem to deter anybody. I'm <laughs> so I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think for, for the program. Well, because I think how I found out about that is I think Chris Hansen went on Vlad TV. Oh, and was talking interview. about it. He did like an interview with Vlad. And then he was talking about how like pretty much I think like right after they left before they were about to air it is when they found out that he had killed himself and they were like I mean Oops. I don't know. I don't, I don't, at the, the time end. I don't think they wanted that kind of publicity. But you know? yeah. did he kill himself or did he get Epstein? Okay, hear me out. Because <laughs> what if he was just the tip of the iceberg in that judicial department? Probably. True. You never know. That could yeah. be possible. I can't believe anything now, so, yeah. I know. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, we got kids. You can't believe us. what the news <laughs> said happened yesterday. Like, yeah, but that, that shit is like constant. Like, I've been getting like Amber Alert. I, I don't want to get into this, but at the same time, it's like, damn, it's yeah. been happening a lot. Do you think it's and happened it's, like it's that? It's been happening like with you, you see on the news, like pastors, fucking. I just saw what the pastor Governors. A nine year old like, back in like the. 60s or something like that and they just found he just admitted it they arrested him yeah it's a sick world do y'all think it's always been like that or it's just becoming like that like more known now just because like we have our phones constantly we have have internet detectives now that can just figure out everything I don't think two kids got more accessible yeah I think they got more accessible more kids in foster care like you know where they're at like especially with parents like posting stuff all the time like where their kids are Mm -hmm. what they're up to like you know it's just weird like growing up like we, you, I mean, I, like me it. and my friends, like <laughs> we used to like just be out shame. all the time, and like my our parents wouldn't like my honestly, my mom was pretty strict, but like my other like friends, she'd be like they'd come over to my house and stay for like days, and like did their parents not care? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My 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 parents didn't like as long as I was home before it got really dark. Like it, it could be pretty dark, but the moment it got to where you could you know, not see that far, that's when I would get my ass whooped. Other than that, they were like, they're, I'd really have to call it or anything. Yeah. Dude, no, my, my friends would say days, like, at the house, and she'd be like... Y'all live neighborhoods, though? Yeah. See, my dad moved us at 10 acres, so uh, we, we couldn't go in the neighborhoods. He's like, see, I got you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm out there, I'm out there the trees and stuff, you know? <laughs> Those are some far away neighbors. <laughs> I'd walk next door, though. I believe that. You know yeah. They had a bench done. But no, back to what y'all were saying though too about the is it different now? I, my dad and he said in high school there was a girl that was kidnapped and murdered out of his high school, and that was in like the seventies. So yeah, have y'all seen the Lovely Bones? Mm-hmm. I read the book. Oh in my school, gosh, I, the movie was hard to watch. It's fucking it's sad. sad as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like about you know Just this girl getting kidnapped and stuff, but okay, then like. In the movie, her soul comes out, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but... Yeah, it solve the... Wait, what? Her Her soul soul. came out... Her soul solved the mystery? Yes. But then she finds peace. Like, she finds peace in the end of it, whenever she solved her... You just gotta watch it. Yeah. (laughs) It's really sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's... I can't explain it. I don't want to ruin it for you. It's a real story? 
Uh, yeah, I think, I think it think is. So. Oh, is it? But I mean, it, I so. I'm based sure it could have happened yeah. anywhere. It might just be based off the book. I don't know. But I remember the <laughs> movie being. I never read the book, but I watched the movie, and it was like based on the whole like where they. Fr- I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, want to ruin it, but yeah, it's like, just crazy. I'm probably gonna go yeah, yeah he, he's not. I, I suggest right. him like, like watch things all the time, and he's just like, oh yeah. And then like, I'll be like, did you watch it? He's like, no. Things to him all the time. He never watches it. Bullshit. Same one. Same one. So a, what was your childhood yeah, like and how did it change your perspective on life? Oh, that's a really big question. Okay. Um, my childhood, I spent it, I will say pretty isolated because my parents really sheltered the hell out of us. Like mm-hmm. the computer, internet. I mean, for one, I had dial up until it was like seventh, eighth grade or something like that. Like, yeah. So yeah, we, my, they were in no rush, <laughs> no rush for the internet and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have my first, like, smartphone until I graduated high school and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So I think that really helped make me a weirdo. Like, you know, like, the right kind of ways, like, a bit, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But in hindsight, it's probably the best thing that happened. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. But, yeah, my childhood was – I like childhood. I can't say I have had – people have had worse, so – um, but there's a lot there that I learned, like some really hard lessons for sure, especially my teenagers and things like that. Um, I definitely would do a little different than some things our parents do. I think we would all do <laughs> things differently, you know? Yeah. Um, but how, maybe who I am. I mean, I'm really grateful that my parents really helped me with, uh, when it comes to just the basics of morality, you know, right and wrong. And, and they did give me a foundation with like religion. I would never be Baptist again just because I just didn't like the way that was taught to me but that's um, what I always say I was Baptist growing up and I always tell them I'm like that was I felt nothing every time in church and I felt like I was going to hell every day because I felt nothing (laughs) in that church and then I would be praying at night like oh my god I don't want to go to hell please save me I would be Mm -hmm. saying like they like scare God into you like being Baptist I mean I feel like that's most religion but Baptists, yeah. I feel like they just go by, they're old school, they go by the book. Fire and brimstone teachings are just not it, and it, and it removes yeah, so like much. you're going to go to hell, you're going to die. That kind of shit. They make it so masculine. Father, 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 True. but it's father and mother. And that's one thing I did is I, to kind of heal my relationship with God and religion is I broke it all down. I started looking into all the different types mm-hmm. of other religions and, and figure out where is that peace that I'm not feeling coming from. And that's when I started learning about like the great mother and like some early depictions of her in the Bible and other places. And then I could start to feel it. Like I, when I prayed, now I, I feel, I feel God. I'm crying during mm. prayers. I'm hearing a voice. And I had a near-death experience last year, and I heard God's voice, and it came through as like a woman. And it wasn't like a human woman. It was like the essence of like a mothering voice real calmly telling me what I needed to do. It was, that, that sealed it for me. I was like, sorry, okay. Damn. Mm. So, and I think, too, though, I think it really just depends on, like, the individual. Like, where is your energy? It's like, you know, because everything is a spectrum. Some, like, women are more masculine and more feminine and, and same thing with guys. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, like, kind of your conduit to connecting to source is what speaks to you, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I've definitely, so, like, growing up, my dad, he was seven-day Adventist. So, like, we went to that church, and that was a crazy church. But he converted to Baptist. He converted to Baptist and like, right, right. And I was like, this seems a little bit more normal. But even then, too, it was just it was the same thing, boring. And then uh, my parents split, and like he was Baptist. My mom ended up becoming Catholic, because that's what she was before. So I was getting like both sides of the spectrum, like Catholic and that. And I was just like, what the fuck is both of these? Right. And it wasn't yeah. until like later in high, like after high school, I think we found a church that was like more on the spiritual side. Non-denominational. Those yeah. were like the best yeah. kinds yeah. of churches yeah. to go to. Not the like the super, super crazy one, but like, oh. you know, but, 
but you know, it was it was actually like pretty like mild, not non denominational church, but like they just said, you know, be free. And yeah. that's when I was like first like, oh okay, I feel it. Like how you were saying, like I feel mm-hmm. it. Um and I, I haven't felt that in a long time, honestly. Like and like I haven't been to church and I haven't been to that church in a long time. And I'm sure it's changed now too, even yeah, so. Yeah. I think it's also but, like all the people around you and you know, just like the singing and just like their mm-hmm. energy also mm-hmm. kind of helps fill you and feel something yeah. as well. That's what church is anywhere that you have any kind of group of people that is appreciating talking about trying to connect with God. I mean, I have felt that feeling like in a room of like five people in the living room because we're all like in telling each other our interpretations and our, our perspective of what God is to us because that's how we even get a better picture because it's impossible for any one of us to understand the totality yeah. of like, it takes all of us. Well, it's kind of like understand. psychedelics too, where like, you know, you have a room of people and they're all like, Oh, we want to like meditate oh, really no. get to somewhere together. Oh, I, I, I psycho not for a long time. <laughs> I, I started tripping when I was like 18 or 29 now for a while there. I mean, I acid shrooms. I did a shamanic ceremony in Austin with a shaman. Damn. Have you done I've DMT? I've seen that be done before. I have, I've smoked the vapes. I have not okay. actually blasted off on the pipe, but mm. I feel like, um, <laughs> right, blasted off, man. No, it really is. Yeah. And no, man, that's just, just stank. Just it smells like I know. No, <laughs> no, you know what it smells like to me? Like when I did it, it smelled like, your like head uh, ends up being in the top no. of the pipe. Yeah. I want to do ayahuasca if I do it for the first time because I feel like that's how you're supposed to do the medicine and I'm big about respecting the plant medicine now and and um, from just my little experience and then talking to my brother who did a lot of ayahuasca in Peru and then other people, um, it seems like the DMT, when you take it, the, you know, the regular pipe way, it's like putting a movie on fast forward. But if you mm. do it with the inhibitors and the traditional thousand year old, you know, method, Last yeah, and you can yeah. get the full message of what's being tried to set mm. to you because I mean, whatever, you know, what I'm I get that <laughs> because when I did DMT, like it was like that, it was just super fast, like dot, yeah. dot, 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 like image. you'll get something from it, but you're right. But it took a while for me to actually like, it took maybe like a year or two to like really understand like what I went through. And then finally it clicked like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I yeah, mean, it's, I, it's even like that. I think in the shamanic ceremony, but you're going to, it's going to get more of that out mm-hmm. of it because even when I did like, um, what I did with the, the other thing I did with San Pedro is mescaline essentially. So it's a little bit more mild on the visual aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was learning things that I witnessed either from the other people I was doing it with or the shamans and what they were talking about that I didn't understand at the time. I mean, it, I think I, even now there's still moments where I'm like, oh, now I understand why that lady said that. Like, yeah. oh, there's a dragon in the sky. And I'm like, but now I'm like, <laughs> I get what you're, I understand what you saw and what you're saying mm. and stuff like that. So I think even though, even with the being fast like that, I think there's still, you know, and it makes sense yeah. even a year later, you're still like yeah. that, that symbol you saw, you're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. now I get that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Psychedelics are crazy. I know. I love acid. I just wish like I could fall asleep. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the part that gets me. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just over this. I want to go to sleep. It's already. morning trips usually, but I've only had like one bad trip so far. Bad trips, I are feel good like, trips and it wasn't even a yeah. bad like the whole time. It was just like a bad moment. It's that, a weird, for but a you second. just kind of like remember. It's like, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that doesn't happen again. Like, like, so much to learn in those bad well, trips. Especially on shrooms, I feel like um, like having a bad trip on shrooms. But at the end of it, you're like, okay, that was a lesson learned because of this and that. It's more emotional. I feel things. like, yeah, yeah, yeah and like sure. I feel like acid is more like visual. Mm-hmm. Like it's good for creative, problem solving, studying. Yeah, as long as you don't take too much. 
I probably think that's a weird thing. What's happening on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen things dissolve before my eyes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what the what? fuck is that? No, one time I had a guy and he had me convinced time was going backwards. And I'm still mad about that. Because I was like, oh my god, What's gosh. going on? What day is it? <laughs> What? Yeah, bro. And then he he's the one that she was like, what are you looking at? I'm like, oh, the umbrella over there. He's like, what umbrella? And then I disappeared. And I was like, are you God? Like, oh, my gosh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. One time I saw my dog walking, and I thought that she was, like, leaving mud everywhere. But it was just the way the she shadow was walking. Yeah. But it looked like just mud puddles just everywhere. I was like, did she just get back from outside? <laughs> What is happening? But I always thought things were like puddles or saw like things like that too. I yeah. Was tripping. I remember one time we thought this the kitchen floor was flooded and we were all up on the cabinets like, dude, is it wet? Someone find out. So like, the opposite like, of floor is lava. Hey, like nobody wanted to touch. It's like it's just water. Especially if you're wearing socks. Like that would just like ruin everything. Oh, right. That was, yeah. I'm only, I'm only done acid <laughs> once, but I was outside like looking at this, at the moon and it just looked like a hole to another like. Oh, Damn. Yeah, and I, I got so scared. I was like, I need to go to sleep. Because at that point, like, my <laughs> buddy who, like, took it with me had left. And so Dang. I was just, like, sitting there outside. By yourself? It was at, at Makamela's house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was when we still lived with our grandma. But <laughs> <laughs> I went home. Oh, I went inside. Like, I just was like, I need to go to sleep. And, like, somehow, like, I went to sleep. I was like, okay. If you get relaxed and awesome. cozy enough, you'll get into, like, kind yeah. of a trance state. That's also where all the stuff starts turning up in your subconscious. You're like, oh, yeah. Then I can't. Then I'm like, I'd rather look at something right now than think right. about everything. Fractal patterns <laughs> to save the day. Fractal patterns. Have you ever like looked up at the stars and just seen like the weave? Like it looks like just a weave, oh, like yeah. a weird weave of life. Oh like, yeah. Like if you that shit's amazing. Lay to there me. long enough, and you just kind of let your body dissolve. Like it's like all of a sudden space becomes like 3D. That like you can yeah. see how, the depth of the stars, and like, like where like each ocean. one was placed. Yeah, it's just like it starts so to feel like weird. looking over the like the edge of a cliff. Yeah, like, but it's like a pattern up there. It's yeah. like a weird pattern. I'm just like, what? The fuck? Yeah, like, so all the constellations start to pop out too. Like you got to see constellations you even know. Yeah, yourself. of course I've seen see shit moving. Yeah, that that starts to get really because <laughs> it looks like it's going into the weave, like sucking stuff into yeah. it whenever shit's like moving. Yeah, I've seen stuff that we. I don't know. I don't have the question. Some things I've seen in the sky. Like I know one time I, I was tripping really hard, and all the stars started swirling around the moon. I'm like, yeah, that's not real. But then there was another time on the 4th of July. I'm laying, I think it's like Gaston Avenue. We just been like doing like Molly and, and acid. And then uh, me and my homegirl were like, we want to see the stars. And we can't see them in the complex. So we went lay down on the sidewalk on Gaston Avenue. Oh and we're, like, <laughs> we're looking. And, we're, and she's like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm seeing something moving. And I didn't take as much as her because yeah. so, it's her first time. So I was kind of making sure she's good. So I see this star doing this thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to say right. nothing. And she's like, do you see that? And I was like, the star, yes. Yes, I see it. it like, it's like, like the aliens are like, okay, they, they right? can see us. Now let's fuck with this. Right. Like, it makes you wonder. Because I'm like, am I tripping that hard? <laughs> I know. It gets weird Speaking sometimes. on aliens, y'all see that they, uh, like, finally... Basically, like the government said, like they're real. Oh yeah. Today, today. I've been believing today. in those oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. They had like a press conference thing, or There's it was that one guy who that. like leaked the. What was it? He leaked like some documents on like Re- or not Reddit. Uh, the Discord. WikiLeaks guy. No, 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 no. Um, it was some dude that worked like in the Navy, but somehow like or he was working in the Pentagon, and he got like some 
documents. Actually, some lady was on the stand today too, saying that they Damn. have non-human bodies. There. Yeah, that's what. It was, yeah, that's what, so. Basically, they're confirming. That. I mean, there's been things coming up for a while now. Like, what was that? That uh, member of the Canadian government? He he was no longer part of the government, but after he stepped down, he announced that there's multiple types of aliens in the U.S. government. And, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. We've been there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of time. shit they're not even telling us like I'm, at all. I, I don't even care. They've probably already been here hanging out with us. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? One's probably I might be one an of us. What if we're like chosen? <laughs> no, that makes sense. What if we get chosen and we're like, okay, you get to go on the spaceship with us. Right. You've been pretty awesome this whole time. That'd be cool. <laughs> I know. It's like a judgment day with aliens. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've had some dreams like that already yeah. and it's pretty terrifying. Uh, yeah. I've had, oh dude, sleep paralysis in the shadow figures i've seen is sleep paralysis like i know that's the thing oh other people gosh. have but like that, sh- that gets weird that gets one time mm-hmm. i had sleep paralysis in the room with my mom you think you're safe when you're in the room sleeping with your mom right you think you're good and i got right. frozen in it and then like shit's terrifying right and i remember being like okay i can get out of it usually so i just close my eyes and relax my body and then go back to sleep where i get up but when you open your eyes again oh and you're still God. there i heard <laughs> something giggling and tap my head and i was like no <laughs> sorry oh my run God. together. What? Yeah, it giggled and it, Damn. like, I was, <laughs> and then I woke my mom. She's like, what? She's like, it's like something just tapped me on the head, mom. I'm in a brand new apartment, too, so it can't be a ghost. <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe it is. Damn. That shit's terrififying. I think the worst that I've ever seen is, like, being in the room. Like, you know, you just, like, like it's you're normally in the room. Like, you wake up and look around mm-hmm. and everything. But then there was like a shadow in my bathroom that called my name. And I'm like, no, no. And I just close my eyes again and it's still there. Like, it's some weird shit. Yeah. Like, and you can't shake it. That's when the fear steps in. Yeah, like you just feel comfortable at home. But until that one moment when it's like you're fucked. <laughs> I heard this one guy say that if you relax, if you can get yourself to relax and not be afraid when you feel that sleep paralysis come. And you actually end up in a better place. You end up in a dream world, or you end up in like being able to speak to spirits or guides or something like that. I have well, not been brave enough to try. Isn't it like astro, or like astral projecting, something or like, like that, that? But basically, you're just in your own space still. Yeah. But yeah. Sleep paralysis is a gateway to astral projection. Mm. Your body is supposed to be asleep. So you Lesson one: sleep paralysis. But I can't get past level one, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's like you feel your body, but you're like. Yeah, Wake up. these things don't yeah. feel very friendly. Okay, <laughs> that used to happen to me a lot. I, so I would say from a kid till like mid twenties, it would happen pretty like routinely, and um, I stopped being scared of mm-hmm. like that figure, and so I realized like the only thing I had to do was just like force my body to look towards it, mm-hmm. and then once I finally like got my body to do it, I would like wake up. So Dang. it was like, I, and I would think of it like I'm, I'm, I'm like defeating one. a boss, yeah, you're right? Like like, your yeah, fear. once I face it, I'm good. I'll wake yeah. up. From yeah, it. but that's the only thing that got me out of it. Yeah, yeah. Prayer is what ended up doing me, and then just deep breaths. Cause some of it, like I mean, I've heard different theories on it, and the way it's felt has been different things. Like the tapping on the head, giggling thing, felt really childlike, and like whatever it was, it's like just kind of playing with me yeah and i've had others where i've felt threatened it's like i was like um scared just yeah like a scared feeling like in soul. one what? of them yelled at me and it said stop trying to help and it was this very deep like almost oh, like masculine man voice <laughs> and it was in the my That's ex's different. closet it was bright like and he had told Dang. me he was like i feel like there's something that's attached to me and we had a few little eerie moments in his house but that morning, I'd slept on his side of the bed, and I woke up, and I couldn't move, and I was looking in the closet. It was as tall as the closet door, and it yelled, 
And that's when I closed my eyes and got to praying immediately. <laughs> and then I Damn. literally opened it and watched it like dissolve. And then mm. woke him up immediately and was like, dude. Damn, that's terrifying. Do you think that has to do like with childhood trauma, like with all the pain you carry, like well, since you're a kid? I was gonna say, like, have y'all ever seen the Haunting of Hill House? I know. Yeah. Yes, that that episode about sleep paralysis put yeah. me into sleep paralysis. Lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's that episode got me. The day that I had the little tapping was I'd watch that episode. That's that why I don't night. fuck with that mm-hmm. shit no. because I will get those kinds of dreams yeah. the second I start watching. That's a good those fucking show. It was shows. so good. Yeah, it was so good. I couldn't stop watching. Haunting Hill House. Gonna watch it. Why are you well, laughing? You don't have Netflix no more, so you can't watch it. <laughs> Even the other one that they made was good too. Yeah, yeah. I watched the second one. It's pretty good. It wasn't the, like That's as good, good as like no. that last one, but yeah, or the no. first one. No, the second one was like more violent for some reason. Yeah, yeah. People were already dying. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, who are uh, some of your like uh, inspirations as far as like painters, artists? So I really like you? when I when I found out it's really important to be as original as possible, especially if you're trying to go into like that fine arts type of thing. Um, I try not to get too influenced by anybody, almost to a point in my detriment at times where I'm like, I could really use some advice, you know? <laughs> like, but um, I think as far as, like, inspirations, I can definitely say um, Alex Gray. Um, and then there's a woman, Amanda, that studied underneath him. And they're visionary artists. And so I really love how they put intention into their work, like, deep, deep intention um, to kind of awaken the subconscious, the, you know, the ancient knowledge that we have and to make people kind of ask questions and, and it's also just really satisfying and beautiful pieces that mm. kind of train your brain in the right way so I love what they do and I have um there was a technique like I was already doing the watered down acrylics and then I watched them and kind of got like confirmation that that is a good it's a real technique and one that you know serves what I'm trying to do because they kind of do that kind of thing and I was like oh look okay mm. so that's the type of I would fall into or want to fall into is that visionary art category mm. but their work is beautiful you should definitely look into it if you haven't it's it's so intricate and very spiritual without like being religious and I really like that I don't know about the personal life so if they're weirdos I don't know but um <laughs> I know that I like the message that they send you know, and I think it's, and I want to like kind of head in that direction. The colors and psychedelic stuff is my favorite. Nice. Um, yeah. I actually finally got to see his work, an installation in person at the Omega Mart that Meow Wolf set up. Omega. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they got one now, the Mall and Grapevine. I can't wait to go see it. I think it's a I want to go yeah, so yeah, bad. I've been, I've been but I want to be one. tripping when I go. Yes. And let me tell you, after going to the Omega Mart in Vegas, I can tell you you're going to want like four or five hours dead ass to walk through that. It's not like rainbow vomit, no, no shade. No shade, they're great. But, like, this place tells a whole story. It's not just, you know, pretty, like, trippy stuff. There is a mystery to be solved. And so they're trying to mm. tell you something. So, like, the one in That's uh, good to know, though. Dude, it's so, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I got we were going to go, but it's, they were like, just recently in Vegas. a lot of walking. It's just oh, so gotta, much walking in Vegas. Yeah. This one, this is the only thing I like in Vegas. I go there for work. It's the Area 51 there is yeah. so cool. But, yeah, the inside, you Dude. it's like the best thing I've there seen was a Vegas. lot of stuff that you can do in that one building yeah, i was dude. like what the fuck this is all in there it's, uh, the whole thing is a trippy fest there's other bars and stuff they had like a 90s like or like an early 2000s punk rock skater bar and like the back corner is freaking Damn. awesome with old arcade games but, yeah. i went to like planet yeah. planet planet Fitness. hollywood no <laughs> planet hollywood or <laughs> where they where they like sell the, the yeah yeah I don't think it was Planet Hollywood. It go, was something like that. If you go like back that, to Vegas, go to um, the dispensary. It's called the dispensary. It is my favorite dispensary in Vegas because they're they're the best priced. They're also really nice. Like they're not grumpy like some of the other ones. You don't need a car. 
Um, there is a limit. You go about, I think, an ounce worth a day in Vegas is the rule, mm-hmm. but whatever. Nah, I'll spend the rest on gambling. <laughs> right. They give you, like, free stuff sometimes. That's just the best prices. Do you ever deals bring some day. back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bring, I bring like, an ounce to <laughs> no, 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 Nothing no, happened. But, but I've heard this is a thing. I've, I've heard this is a thing. Like, they don't even care. Like, they really if you're coming back, like, they, they don't, don't care. care. Like, yeah. I'm, like I've, I mean, most times I'm probably. Like, I don't know what happens, like, with your suitcase once you, does someone put it through something? Like, if it gets denied, do they throw it off the plane or I what? think they'd probably call you back. To, like, <laughs> like, they're the like, front. nope, denied. They ask you about it. I or think if you have like a spot. pound or something, but do they then like scan like, hey, all of like, them? What is this? What yeah. are you trying to do? Yeah, but I think too. Just I think after accidentally smuggling drugs in the airport too, that's happened. <laughs> uh, I realized yeah. that I think that they're really just focused on bombs. You know, they're yeah. really just trying to make sure you're not blowing anybody up right. and you're not ready to weed. stab anybody. You know, weed's recreational in Vegas. Yeah, like, they're just not yeah. that worried about it. It's the Texas side I'm worried about. Like them being like, oh, you're going to Texas. When you get back in, they don't check you. Well, that's what I say is that like you're good here, but once you get there, like. No, nah, because uh, I mean, I, I went to Cal- the first time I went to California, I came back, and on the way back on the plane, I kept smelling something. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's strong. That's <laughs> no, 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 not even, not even. So, like, I finally get back home, and I'm, I'm still smelling. I'm like, what is Short that? Pocket. I started going through all my pocket, and I had this like long, uh, drapey, like, um, uh, sweatshirt or like hoodie thing. Like, it was weird. It was like this drapey, like, hood thing. Kind of made me look like a Assassin's Creed or something like that. I, love, I used to love that thing, but it had like these deep old like pockets that go all the way down to the bottom. A Dementor. So, I don't even know. But <laughs> I went all the way down and like felt, I felt. I went all the way down in the pocket, felt something. I pull it out. It's a fucking joint like that big, like a roach. Yeah. Half smoked one. Half smoked. So it was sticky, yeah. like you know, burnt. Yeah. No, because I kept smelling. I was like, "What? There's no way that's me." But I kept smelling it, and then finally, at the end of the day, when I got back home. Like, there's no Did way. Did you light it up after you found it? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, right. I, that. That. I don't want my homegirl said that. I think she was in Dallas, even Dallas, and she had smoked a blunt in the car, and they, they did stop her when she was at security and, like, check her because she smelled so dank. <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> going to TSA. So leaving, yeah, yeah you got to be yeah. probably a little bit more careful. But yeah. I don't hey, fucking hate I, that I've, shit. I've given myself heart attacks on multiple occasions when I've arrived at wherever my destination is and realized something was in my purse that didn't need to be in there. There, there was one time where I bought some chocolates back and I was in the airport like getting ready to board and this fucking, I, I seen the police and the drug dog go right behind me. Oh, like, hell no. But it was just like, like that big little like, chocolate in my backpack. You know, I like, don't have drugs even... and I see the drug dog, I get sweaty. I know, I was just like, I know. Oh, It's like, fuck, what if I accidentally have something? You're about to go in. If I, if I see, like, any type of police, anything, I automatically assume I have something on me. Oh, I get scared yeah. of the time. I'm, and I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm not even of a cop's driving behind me. I'm just like, fuck. I'm like, please get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, like, Texas cops are scary, like, scary looking. Like, then they, like, like, the, like Why? The, how the way they're set like up, like, the lights cop, and all that. Yeah. Their cop uh, ranger hat. I don't know. A cowboy hat. I can see that though. They look like an old, like West cop. Like they look mean. Just like the cars. I gotta be honest, Mississippi cops, Middle Mississippi, scariest cops out there. Really? (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my just like intimidating, like big boys. Yeah, there's just something not quite. There's a little bit something grimy about them. I guess is the best way to put it. Like, well, we'll put it this way. Okay, so my ex got arrested uh, one time. We were in Waynesboro, Mississippi. 
to not drive through Waynesboro, Mississippi. That doesn't sound like the place you oh, want to drive. Oh, my God, no. They <laughs> look for out-of-towners. But um, he got arrested, um, and then he wanted me to drive his car, which is three hours away from his parents, stick shift. I was like, I can't do that, sir. And he's like, well, sweetheart, get in the car, and, and I'll show you how. The other cops over here like, drive it or you're getting arrested. I was like, for what? And then the other guy was like, just get it I'll teach you to drive a stick. And I was like, I'm so scared right now, but no. <laughs> so they put me in the truck. It was a police truck. And I got in there and it was like a hunting truck. And it was oh, like this no. thick chicken wire was what they were using to separate us from the what? my ex. And like, there's two other people in the backseat with the two. And I looked up to them. I said, y'all, we're all going to die. We all started laughing, but we're like also so scared because it's like, just the middle of nowhere mississippi like you, it just starts turning to a horror movie like and you he, never know what's gonna like fucking happen yes. at any moment and apparently it's dry <laughs> county so he's got confiscated the liquor bottle that we had that was from christmas we forgot about it i was like sir we haven't even drank that actually wish i knew that was there earlier breathalyze <laughs> like, yeah. breathalyze right um and then so we see him take everything he shoves it under his fucking truck seat and i'm just like oh, he's gonna drink that later is what he's mm-hmm. gonna do and then he didn't say a word. He just stops on the side of the freaking highway on the way to the jail. Just stops. And I don't know what he's doing. He didn't say a word. Just gets out the truck. All you see is giant pine trees, darkness, and yeah. Damn. And then we once again, we're like, yeah, we're all we're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to die. It's like yeah. that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what I was thinking. It was thinking. really That's feeling like it for a thinking. second. I was like, what is he about to do? And I'm just over here in the front seat just, bye, <laughs> One of the officers asked for a hug after the whole idea was over, too. And I just closed the door and locked it on. I was like, no. Oh my Man. gosh! Yeah, so yeah, Waynesboro, Mississippi. Stay away from there. I could see like their courthouse had it was a trailer with like foldable out tables, and I just a trailer, a trailer with fold fold out tables, and the clerk, her son is behind her spitting into a like a Dr Pepper bottle. He don't look old enough oh to even gosh. be chewing tobacco. And Dang. oh my god, dude, it was That's such, like a whole other world. It was, it was, dude. <laughs> The freaking judge walks in with a polo, green polo, like not like even a button up, just a collared shirt and like what looks like, you know, the man's Miss True Religion jeans on. (laughs) And then, and I've never seen a judge that has like someone speak for him, but it was like, this woman was like, he would say something. She always had something to say after him. And I was like, is his handler? Wait, what is she? Oh my God. Because at one point he's like, I mean, he seemed chill. He's like, sorry, man, you know, we're trying to legalize weed so we don't have to do this to people because that's really what the charge ended up being for was like two grams of weed. It's like fifteen hundred dollars. Two they, grams. Sounds like Cleaver. Oh, it was crazy. Sounds like Cleaver on steroids. But she yeah. was like, "We're making yeah. too much money off of this, so I don't want it to be legal." She said that in front of all of us. I was like, "Oh Damn. my god, this place they, is..." Well, that's like literally why it's not legal. Because they make a lot of money. Like everyone well, did, didn't they, make more money. Didn't if it they, wasn't. Um, that's what's so crazy. They, they like did it right. Now? Aren't they medical now? Or no? They're trying. I think okay. they're still trying. I think. Oh, they, it was Louisiana. I think, Louisiana. I think they made the hemp. I think they made hemp legal in Mississippi. I don't know. Oh, that don't mean shit. Because even Texas is legal, but right. you swear caught with like Delta and stuff. They're like, oh, what is this? Oh, dude, some <laughs> of the stuff that they have at some of these, like there is a dispensary um, store in Dallas, King. CBD, oh, yeah, CBD yeah. King. I heard about that. Yeah. I love them. Um, I like the intention of what they put in their products because they're trying to provide something that can actually does get you high, but also includes all of the chemicals in like the positive the benefits, ones yeah. that we, we've taken out of weed because yeah. to raise the THC to where it's at, if you're smoking 80 plus percent THC, you're not getting any CBD or any other like, you know, benefits so i can't think of the chemicals right now i think it's thca and these other things too yeah. but i read that like uh cbd kind of cancels out the effect of the uh cbd 
Like mm-hmm. they cancel each other out a bit. With so the if you have a high CBD, then it'll kind of yeah, cancel exactly. out the high THC. Yeah, yeah, you can't have them both at 80. If they're both high, then you're not really going to get as stoned as if you would if it was just pure high right. THC. Yeah. Yeah, but I know like them, if you go in there, you tell them what kind of high you're looking for. Their pens they give you actually get you high. And, and she explained it to me like there's components that they derive from like a, like a prepubescent plant. But then if you actually heat those chemicals up and that's what turns into THC in the body. Mm-hmm. So it's like a loophole they've got at these. Yeah. Dallas uh, we had a Damn. vendor come out to one of our shows and he was like a, he, he owns a shop in Arlington. And he's talking about that. Like there's loopholes, bro. Like, mm-hmm. This shit can get you high basically. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I mean, I've tried a couple of their products. Risk, and I like them. Risk it on a, your own risk. They had a mushroom <laughs> THCA and like Delta 9, and then it had Amanita mascara extract in it. So it took the psilocybin out. But mm. um, yeah, that, sh- that shit was pretty cool. It felt <laughs> yeah. good. I felt real in the moment. Like I felt real calm. That's crazy. Slept amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, because some of the weed now is not what it was when I first started smoking at 16. It gets me so anxious and like anxiety attack. All those chemicals. Honestly, out, like, yeah. There was a point in time, like, especially in high school, I was like, when we started getting into, like, the dro and the kush and all that, and I was just like, damn, this shit looks exotic. I've never seen, like, now, it all kind of looks the same. Right, right. It all kind of looks the same. Kind of smells the same. I don't even care about, like, the names anymore, because people are like, oh, this is fucking... It's some dank. uh, That's all you need to know. Right, right. Yeah, it's some dank. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like... Whatever, just yeah, give it to me. It, but when it, it's all THC, there's no really sativa and indica anymore because that's what the other chemicals do. I think is really change it to sativa and indica. But also, there's I like know, I'm not I, I heard there's like a boof weed <laughs> that like the government sells that's like not Oof. as like. There is something that I was reading about that's like um it's like a fast growing weed yeah and, it's, yeah and it comes in real like stuck together not right like, it looks like looks like some good shit but it's like not really good yeah. for you supposedly yeah but I mean, in general. But there's already been, like, a lot of fucking movies and shit made about, like, you know, chemicals getting sprayed on the weed. And They're going to do it. Shit's a fuck with I mean, you. our food supply is like that, too. Oh, I, I know. Me I don't even want to think about that stuff right now. <laughs> so what do you do to get in the right headspace to, you know, start creating? So I have to sit with all my painting stuff out for at least, like, two hours. No, but, like, kind of sometimes. <laughs> like, I have to Just really look over everything, hype but... myself up because... Depending on the piece, too. Like, I mean, I think most painters or maybe even artists in general understand that for any project, you get anxiety. You get a little nervousness. You're like, am I going to fail myself? Can I do this? Am I going to get frustrated? Yeah. You overthink it. Um, so I got, I'm still I'm still fighting that every time I start a piece. Um, but it switches. Sometimes complete silence, you know, and sometimes I can only paint at night. You know, it's like when the world's quiet for a long time. It's different lighting. Yeah. For a long time, that's what I did in the winters here because, too, I didn't have a whole lot of friends yet because I still was out here. So, at the winter, I would just, I would be waking up when the sun went down. Something like waking up when the sun went. Yeah. And then and then going to sleep when it came up. Yeah. Because that's when Dang. it was so peaceful. Nobody, yeah. you know, talked to me. I wasn't worried about mm-hmm. a lot. And Everything's so quiet. There's not as many cars going by. Like, yeah. I love nighttime, too. Right. <laughs> and that's something, too, that I'm not used to hearing the cars, like, as much until I moved to Dallas. And it's, like, oh, so yeah. concrete. So many yeah, cars right. everywhere all the time. So that took some getting used to as well. But And then Dragon's Blood Incense is my favorite <laughs> incense to light before I, I paint. It's supposed to boost creativity and kind of clear the space energetically mm-hmm. yoga too sometimes i'll just break out into a stretch which i learned that from another artist i would watch them live paint i love the flow that he was in because he got into that flow but that's what he was doing he was doing a slight meditation yoga in between his... in between mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but sometimes yeah. it gets the best of me, and I can't start a painting for like a whole day, and I'm just, and then I get mad yeah. at myself, and then I gotta like blame ADHD. I'm so ADHD. <laughs> it's it's obnoxious, honestly. I feel like most creators are ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like you it's can focus so much, and then like it's like oh, what? like one thing pops up, and you're like, wait, what was what that? I, was I need ask, to know like, more like, about that. <laughs> like in starting a new project, or like once you get into the flow, in the middle of it, or like closing it out. I never feel like something's done, and I have to tell myself like I know someone thinks this is good yeah, a hundred percent. Usually, yeah, when I finish something, it's never done, man. It's literally never done. Like I think about retouching even these, even though they've been done <laughs> for years now. No. Just like adding, like I know, but <laughs> no, I wouldn't because I'm like I know these are set in stone. But I mean, I just finished one that I still don't feel like it's finished. Like I looked at it today, and I was like, that line right there. <laughs> like, nobody's gonna notice that. Right. You know, I yeah. need to move on and create more because the more you create, the better. You know, it's like we're, all, yeah, we're our own not. best judgment. Like, yeah. You're your own best judgment. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, it sucks that you will never experience your, your pieces or your art, your creative project the way other people will. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, you appreciate other people's. Right. When you hear it, like, when you hear right, right, right. it from them, you're like, okay. Oh, yeah. The reassurance yeah. is, is great. Yeah. 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 Tell your artist friends that you love their work. <laughs> like, but you got to be honest, too. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, just tell them what you sometimes. like about it. You know, yeah. just like the colors. We're like, I like those colors, man. Like, you know, just be nice. Yeah. Be nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever like listen to music when you're creating? Mm-hmm. What kind of music? Oh, God. So I have to like, because the ADHD, if I listen to something <laughs> that is too hype, and I'm dancing around the room now. I'm not painting anymore. Yeah. So I have to find that middle ground. So I have like, I call it my medium hype playlist. And so I have like artists like mm-hmm. Smino on there or some like slow, like kind of house music kind of mixed in like stuff that's kind of vibey like that. Summertime sadness. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Some Doja Cat on there. I love, I love yeah. Doja Cat. She weird and I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I love mean, that attitude. Are you kidding me? What if that means that love yeah, right. We were talking about this that the other day. So like, no more beehives. No more barbs. Right. None of this sh- like fans are shit. fans are weird. Like stands. Like stands. even I've been around like my f- favorite celebrities, and I'm like. I'm not going to be that. Like, I don't want to go up to them. Like, oh. I don't want to go up and tell them. I'm, a, I'm more know. intimidated. Like, oh, like, are they going to say shit to me? Like, you know. Right. You can't have a conversation but, with the stand. It's like, you say one wrong thing. and then I just say, what's up? Out. Give them the dabs. I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. You know, who you know? is it? I'm not like, oh. It. Was it Lil B? Who was it that started it? What was his name on Twitter? He was like one of the first guys to have stands, and it was like he didn't make good music at all. He had the girls writing their at names on the bottom of their feet. Lil B. Yeah, Lil, Lil B. B. Yeah. Oh my God. One time I said something. This was probably like 2014, 2015 on Twitter when it was the Wild West still. And I said <laughs> something about his music sucks. I, I didn't tag what? anybody. I didn't tag him. I was like, I don't like this guy. Why do you like him so much? I got bullied for like two days straight Damn. by like random people. Oh my God. Honestly. You can't say that. You I mean, fucked up. No, I realized that now. I'm so sorry. I, I went, <laughs> no opinions no. allowed. Unless I, I wasn't the biggest Lil B fan, but I went to one of his concerts and it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. He had something to him. He's got an energy to him. Yeah, no, it's, no. It's him. And it, it's yeah, him. it's yeah. just his energy. Like, right. like, yeah, his music is annoying. Like it gets really repetitive and, and like, sometimes he's not even making sense. Yeah, right. That's what I But, we were just listening. To, he was, yeah, was I like, played it the other day. We're playing Lil B here. He's the one that throw, throws it on. Yeah. And we'll play it loud afterwards. And sometimes, it, like, the shit that he says, we're like. <laughs> it's a little bit ignorant. It's a little bit ignorant. You're just but like, some, what? Some of it is like, pause. Like, <laughs> I need you. I need you to repeat what you said. <laughs> but he started a bunch of trends. Like, if you think about it, like, he a lot really of these did. weirdo rappers mm-hmm. are like. Like the sons of him, yeah. The shock value, and like so he hard. just took the internet. Like, like okay, one thing I always told to people: like this guy would make so much music to the point where he's just freestyling and saying nonsense. 
but he's going out and like making videos every day, like out in the middle of nowhere, like skate park. He'd be a park or a random spot. And he don't even know the words to the song. He's just like freestyled it. So he's just like in the video, like, <laughs> and he's not even like matching up the words, but like the video and the beat is so good. And you're just like, yeah. But live, oh, but, but live though, it's just like, damn, like everyone's into it. Everyone's dancing. Everyone's cook- like, remember he had the cooking dance? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It was one of the best concerts I ever went to. Like, that's a, that's and I've, I've seen some presence. like pretty famous people. And, like, but that, I don't know. Strange yeah. presence is everything. Yeah. And even nowadays, I'm still like, I'll listen to some shit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Like, what was I listening to? But at the same time, I'm like, damn, yeah. That's how I feel about Odd Future sometimes. Yeah, even, like, yeah, I, even like Odd some Future. of the things I'll hear, I'm like, damn, that was really fucked up of me to listen to when Tyler I was in Eminem, too, man. Oh, yeah, him, too. Yeah. Like, really, it's like, if anyone's like, yeah, that's my favorite rapper, you need to run away. <laughs> like, right. you got some Go listen down, to some more music real quick. Kim <laughs> Kniff. I mean, like, they're just probably psychopaths. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they probably do want to slap their mama, you know? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's, like, a, there's something like that where, like, I, definitely our generation where it's, like, rappers or any, any artists like that where they were just saying, like, some dark stuff and we kind of connected them with them in a way. Mm-hmm at that time and yeah. like now we're like older and we're like what the fuck but at the same time I was like yeah whatever fuck it oh, yeah. no nah, shit like mine like, is Tyler the Creator Bastard like that oh, song yeah. it's kind of fucking crazy <laughs> like the first lyrics are this is what the devil plays before he goes to sleep yeah. that fucking song and it's just like so dark like the piano, the piano chords yeah. every time I hear it I'm just like damn I remember I was what was I when... thinking at that time when I just like loved that music so much the dark side of ourselves feels good to like acknowledge <laughs> yeah. sometimes but so I don't think it's like, important I feel like that's yeah. how or you know how uh, you know our parents or like their generation like them loving heavy metal mm-hmm. was this like is heavy metal their now. parents telling them like that's the devil's music <laughs> and our mm-hmm. version of that is like you have your Tyler the Creators plus that mm-hmm. and um I think that's like our version of it. Oh, yeah. Every right. generation yeah. seemed to kind of have like, even like when like funk and like disco and shit came out, like they said the same kind of things mm-hmm. even about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's what rap became. Was but it's funny now, like Tyler the Creator is like the chillest dude. Like, I know. So about life and like free. And I'm glad he calmed down. Not even. Well, that just shows like, like that was his growth. dark yeah, like, time. Right. Like that was his dark period. Like, and we all have one. Says, like I had to stop doing that for a year so that people would take me seriously as yeah. a musician. Because like people would well, for a long time, people moved the squad like, shit as the funny. Yeah, that shit like, was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> like don't give a fuck about shit, like that kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah. but like, they weren't taking. But he was the opposite. Yeah. They weren't taking. He was really the opposite. Yeah. Well, yeah, his heart, his heart was like a hundred percent in his music, but you know, he had like, his funny, it's like a, goofy it's, side. It's Achilles heel, like where it's yeah, like, he just so happens to be super funny, and he's. Like, can be super serious whenever he wants to. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But just pretending, like, that shit's so funny. Yeah, I remember seeing it in that one interview where he's, like, talking about things. I just had to stop being that funny guy because, like, I'd go in the airport and people would be like, oh, you're the guy that does the, the birthday at my birth, you know, birthday party? Yeah. And he's like, that's all you anyone remembers for. On so my birthday. Like, after that, I stopped. <laughs> that shit cracks yeah. me After up. that, I stopped. Golf. And just and his hair, he's right like, the, music. the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Or he does the emo guy character. Yes. Dude, golf yeah. was my first love as it came to him. Like, golf. I oh, love yeah. golf. Golf one. Yeah. Yeah, that I want cheese. I'll sing that sometime. Uh, whenever I want some damn cheese. Like, that shit cracks me up, but. Girl sweatshirt too. I know that shit wouldn't be allowed now. I think. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah, why not? Out there. It's still out 
I mean, yeah, there's TikTok guys that prank you for like some stupid shit. And you're like, mm. Yeah. Mm. Golly, I can't think of the name of the show. The guy, he's always screaming. Oh, Eric, Eric, Eric Andre. Eric Andre, yeah. yeah. That reminds me of the same vibe. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I said, yeah, but he calmed down too. Well, he, he, that shit was so it's on, chaotic. It's actually on. Like, he uh, has a new season coming out. If it's not yeah. already out, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I was, yeah. I was just told about that. I was watching like the last season that they had put out. Then Hannibal's so calm over there. He's, just like, he's not even yeah. on the new season. He's a new guy. What? Yeah. Damn. Oh, he did yeah. quit. And they cloned him, remember? <laughs> they cloned him. That's probably what it was. He's like, that was supposed to be Kanye. Out. Kanye's the one that was supposed to be cloned. If he disappeared for a long time, he wasn't going to come back as himself. Supposedly they that's to Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. That, too. I don't know. I think that he's just sick, and that's why he looks like that right now, man. No, (laughs) yeah. I think some of that happens, but I think... He said that. Jamie is interconnected with some people, from what I've seen, that I don't think that he is on that. Like, you don't have to be worried about him trying to take your babies Mm -hmm. from... Because MP Diddy, because Clarence Avon, like if y'all have never watched The Black Godfather, I highly recommend it. But it really tells the story of how uh, black culture music became mainstream and he has such a huge hand to do with it. And he really tried to teach artists how to, you know, maintain their soul basically and and their rights to their music and everything else. But it's really interesting when you're watching it because there's so much coding in what they're saying and they have their own language and all this stuff. Like, he really Kind of like out. robots or something. Like yeah, he, well, just he, like, looks out Only say out what they're allowed. Certain art. Yeah, Is this like can. a documentary? Yeah, it's oh. so good. And it's, it's like, and I watched the red carpet interviews leading up to it and Jamie Foxx at one point, he's trying to tell people what really, like, Cla- Clarence is because he's so excited. But you can see that the veins popping and he can't talk about it because if he does, like, that's Spill problematic. Yeah. Like, like, because, like, what they're trying to do is maintain, like, a movement and maintain black culture. Like a certain image. Too. It seemed like from what they were saying is they, they use sex and, like, the violence stuff to kind of sell it. But the ultimate goal is to get to the top and then shift shift it shift the program it's kind of what i was getting i was seeing like i mean i mean snoop dogg i feel like is he's perfect. involved in it um, yeah. p diddy was too p diddy at one point he's like i'm good now y'all i'm behaved he's talking to somebody else like it's but real nah. eerie dude like and, and you can just tell like the little, good and the bad and they show weird. like the people that own hollywood and they're talking about how they had bailed clarence out of something and the way they talk is so they're like these yeah. Old white guys look like giant slugs, and the way they're talking is so creepy. It's the aliens, and then it's wild because Clarence's wife was just murdered in their home, like a year or so ago, like a robbery gone bad. And I'm like, that seems like it's kind of a threat. Like it was like a hit type thing. Yeah, there's some, there's some or an induction stuff. into something. Yeah, I mean, I th- he's so old, he's already in there. I'm telling you, watch it because you'll see like that. There is, is groups, on Netflix. Yeah, there's groups yeah, we, in Hollywood. There's groups in the music that. industry that aren't corrupted by the soulless machine. There's some that are trying to hold an attention and utilize it for sure. And, and I think the people surrounding him, it kind of told me a lot. Like, well, I'm sure it's probably like a revolution happening right now with like the strikes and all that too. Mm-hmm. Like the writer strikes and like the actors now like getting oh, yeah, involved into it. I'm sure it's now. like something big going on. And I mean, it makes sense because like all this alien talk is happening. It's like, what are they actually trying to hide right now? Yeah. I mean, it's always something like anything. that. It's always yeah. a distraction. Yeah. Like they know they can't hide right. certain things anymore because everyone's noticing stuff. Yeah, everyone has their phones out all the time, ready to record. <laughs> Which thing. is good for us because that gives us more knowledge of what's like happening yeah. real time than you know what happened like a month ago. You had to ride your horse to tell the next mm-hmm. town, like that kind of shit. Heck yeah! I mean, I would think that it was. Just, I just I see the problem social media, but at the end of the day, it's done more good to me because it's allowed us to be aware of each other's experiences in ways that we yeah. 
never would have otherwise, especially as women, I think, because we didn't realize we were all having horrific experiences until we talked about it. And then we see the patterns and like those behaviors mm-hmm. and the things that happened. To you us. didn't know it was horrific until right. like everyone else agreed, like and this doesn't their, what feel their right. Mother went through their fought, you know, and then like, yeah. you know, certain men being able to stand up and say, well, Hey, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. And I think that has changed so much. And we, we see like a lot of division right now, but the way I always look at it is like, it's like sweating out a fever. So you're sweating out the toxins. You got to get it out of you. So we got to get all this out, all these conversations. And, and I've watched like on Twitter, for example, the conversations shift with men and women in ways that beneficial right now is a little heated again, but yeah. you know, we're going to figure it out. Like, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Like, I think we're going to figure it out. We're oh, gonna we come will. Out in a way better place. <laughs> as long we just have to start learning how to categorize people in general not like see a man and just think all men see a woman and say oh this is just what a woman is like no we're also but you have to like be able to see their soul too like you know to be able to know like what their true intentions are to be able to really categorize them in the end i feel like oh 100 percent but it's like know who you're dealing with yeah (laughs) what would your um (laughs) dream painting look like like if you like what's in your heart like what would you paint out of your heart if you could paint anything I really want to get to a point that I can get so creative and detailed with like, just like off the dome designs that I could be creating entire, like, like civilizations and things in my mm-hmm. paintings of other worlds of possibilities. Like that takes a lot of, lot of like creative power that I don't have quite yet. Cause to be able to envision that and plan it all out <laughs> is a lot. Yeah. And I really That'd admire be a big, big it. painting. <laughs> Heck yeah. Like I don't, one time I tried to do like a, universe in the middle have like a little castle and thing and i got frustrated and turned it into just a giant like wormhole and i was like now but i'm gonna figure out eventually but my biggest thing is patience like i need to continue to work on my discipline and patience to sit there and follow project through all the way like that's one of my biggest struggles as an artist and entrepreneur is is a well discipline consistency and patience yeah Yeah. do you feel like you start (laughs) somewhere and then like you kind of give up in the middle and you're like, okay, like I'm just going to continue from here. Or do you feel like you start somewhere and you like see it all the way through to the end? Like depends on the piece sometimes, <laughs> man. Like it really yeah. does. Like this one, it was just supposed to be like body appreciation. Like I was trying to do some real bodies. That's why you kind of see like her like, you know, like yeah. little folds in her skin and stuff. And then it just started looking like a universe. And so then it just kind of just I love it. That. And then like, I kind of, I was also reading the book called when God was a woman. So at that time, like it was just, just formed, just kind of happened. Yeah. And this one, I like planted it in a couple of days because I was like, I got to get this out of me, this feeling, this realization I'm having, I got to get it out of me like mm. now. So that one, I just blasted through that one took a couple of months. But then there's some, it starts a certain place and then it ends up somewhere totally different. Entirely different. I, I relate with that. Cause I, I do music mm-hmm. and it's like, I like hear a certain sound and I'm like, Oh, I want to sample that. And I'll put these drums on it and like, I'll feel it. Okay. It's going good. And then it's like, then you just like kind of flatline. You're like, throw ah. it together at the end real quick. And well, no, not even that just structuring it out. Like how is it going to finish? You yeah. know, that's where I get stuck. I'm like, I'm like, Fuck, okay. And you kind of get caught between two vibes. Like you don't. Know right. And then, and then I'm like, okay, let me just go to the next project. And then like, I leave that there and just like, then I'll go back to it later on and be like, ah, yeah, this, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> There's some pieces. Yeah. I have one on my wall right now. It's, um, of, a. Oh, I can't even think of the name of it. It's a, basically a Japanese succubus spider demon woman. And I started Damn. it when I did the Medusa Jorogomu, I think is what they're called. But it's basically like a, a spider that lives. It's like mythological creature that lives thousands of thousands of years, transforms into a beautiful woman. And then men are alerted to the, her cave 
who are like led by lust, who have no self-discipline and anything like that. And they get led into her cave and then she eats them like Black Widow. I was thought that was their heads. Right. It's Siren story. The succubus story is that it's the, the, it's like the, the hurt feminine energy because like, you know, we, we can suck mm. the life out of a man if you want to, you know, <laughs> you're right. If you're yeah. in a vulnerable position, like he's <laughs> naked, <you> know? <laughs> like, I guess that's how she did it. But yeah, so I never finished that one though. Cause it got real creepy and I was like, okay, I don't know where I want to go with this one. So it's been sitting yeah. on my wall for like three years. Something Maybe like you that. have to have the right mm-hmm. trip to like lead you to. Right. Like I gotta the get like painting. I think I was in that energy space where I was feeling those emotions and feeling the yeah. scorned woman, and so like I was able to really put that on the canvas, and then I kind of started to heal that part of me, and so then I didn't. I have to sometimes with those paintings, like I have to be in that emotional state of that consciousness mm-hmm. to do it and that's where it came from and so if i don't do it then and there as i'm learning then sometimes i don't follow through because maybe i don't want to go back to that energy you know what i'm saying true. Yeah, yeah that's true yeah. well mm-hmm. that's where you can change it up and do your dark yeah. and light thing and right yeah, i like that you idea put where about. you're at now like what you're feeling now mm-hmm. it could be like a whole lifelong painting that you do that you know yeah. you just add little pieces while you're feeling stuff that would be cool but i mean I did do That'd one be that some was crazy shit to do. Like yeah, heaven and hell, like with the you know the god hands, and like one hand had those long nails like this, and the other yeah. hand was like just a human hand. And they're reaching for each other with like kind of like cosmos swirling. That actually, I want to yeah. put that on a shirt. Actually, that'd be sick. that sounds yeah. like a cool tattoo. Well, it's kind of like the uh, like with the Romans where like it's like, that hand. Yeah, 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 it's where I got the okay, okay. Hand the creation of Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to get a tattoo of that, but with aliens. That's the one that me and Taylor keep talking yeah, about. Yeah, have to like, like <laughs> well, it's all cool. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, uh, what advice do you have for someone that's like wants to create, but they feel like you know, like sad, or like they feel like they're in a rut and they can't get out? Like, what kind of advice do you have for a person like that? To completely let go of all expectations and throw something at whatever you're doing. Like, now I can come from like really a painter's point of view. Um, I felt that exact thing when I had started becoming a full-time artist and doing mostly commissions and I was getting so burnt out. Like I'm doing 20, 30 commissions a month and I'm just like, you know, Damn. paying the bills off just art, which was great, but it was like leaving no other room for anything else. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know about adjusting my prices, all that kind of stuff. I was like, I just don't feel like my art was worth more because it just felt like it didn't stand out at the time. And mm-hmm. so I got a giant bottle of wine <laughs> I put on like a sad playlist, a moody playlist. I cried and then I just took my favorite colors and I just started doing watery stuff and just throwing paint at the canvas. A pair of eyes popped out and that's how the eye series started, which oh, led wow. to this. As I was just crying and painting, I don't know what to do anymore. Like just like <laughs> you have to let go, break down. It's yeah. what you gotta do is completely like Accept humble your emotions. Yeah. And don't like try to deny don't them. Don't fight them. Like use them. Like because they are tools, they're trying to tell you something. Um, when we fight and resist those emotions, we don't get the message. Then the emotion continues and then we get really depressed. Like, yeah, that's, that's when you get like locked up the most. Oh, hundred percent. So, and it's like, you just got to keep doing something. So that's one thing too. I'll say if you're a depressed creative as well is, is don't beat yourself up. If all you did was unwrap the canvas today, you know, like it's going to get better. But if you just take even the tiniest of steps, like, okay, you shower today, you fed yourself and you opened a canvas. That's something, yeah. you know, the next day it gets easier. It right. does. Like you have to just, my dad always said it was like, give yourself serotonin boost, basically. Mm-hmm. Like just think every time you finish a task, whether it's washing the dishes, taking the trash out or finishing a painting, you get a serotonin boost, which then boosts you to your next serotonin boost. Like if you want to think of it like on a logical kind yeah. of standpoint, yeah. Yeah. that's how it is. So I remind myself that when I'm feeling crappy, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, instead of taking a hit up the ball and you're like, I'm going to get a hit of serotonin. Let me just go fold my laundry <laughs> real quick. Like mm-hmm. that's my yeah. go-to now of how I get out of it. I guess and get into flow state is 
I either rearrange my house or I clean something or I put something to organize it. And yeah. I feel kind like, of grounds you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's even what it is. It's like yeah. a grounding. Like you me. look at that space and it looks different than you what feel it just did like yeah. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause the hardest part of starting anything. That's true. Fucking true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a monster. So yeah. That's how I feel with this podcast. Like I got to edit this hour long video. Let's go. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, YouTube, yeah. Dude, I've tried to do one YouTube video because people kept asking me. People have been asking me to be on a podcast for a while. Like, are you going to start one? Are you going to be on one? Because I talk so much about <laughs> stories and stuff. But I tried it one time. Um, it's hard. That's yeah. real hard. Like, like one, <laughs> one of the clips, mind you, I actually had this no, this painting in the background. And I'm just talking. I had no idea my nipples hanging out my shirt. So what? that whole 10 minutes was just for nothing. What? I was like, it's like let's restart. Okay, yeah, what did I say? I feel that. But that be but but if you were to have, like finish that video, that would be like a funny like clickbaity YouTube video where people would like it's like a they you know, probably right? wouldn't even no, but, no 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 but you know no where like that part's not actually in the video oh, yeah, but yeah. then where like you do those you know the things I do in videos where it's like a mm. like a beep sound the TikTok stuff it's like a beep yeah. sound then you go to like all right well okay. I can't show you the last ten minutes the bloopers are better than saying, the actual like, video right. so yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. what I was <laughs> you can make it into like a blooper video where yeah. it's like I tried to make you guys a video. I'm over it. Now. I put the pictures <laughs> in some of the clips, True. not of the nipple, but there's clips here's of the, the story. Laugh here's at the summary, your failures. Yeah. 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 And then I realized I think the internet loves it. when people laugh that, at their that failures. That's a good audience Thanks. because it's like if you put it out there like that, because I mean, I think what people get most drawn to is the fact that people aren't perfect. Right. You know, that's exactly um, what we're moving I think towards. And I love YouTube that. people who are super, super famous and make their money off of YouTube, their early videos are like that. Is it mm-hmm. like. They're just, I think even uh, Mr. Beast, he talks about, he's like, yeah. if I, if I look at, he, um, I saw it recently where he talks about, I look at my first video that I ever uploaded at the time, I thought it was the best video of all time. And looking back at it now, it was the worst video. <laughs> of all time. But, but that's what he believed at the time is that like, this is good. This is good enough for now. You know, he's learning and it was that experience that gets him to. Mr. Beast now, who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just putting sure, it out there. Blindness. It's hard yeah, to put stuff shit. out there. Like, I'll post like a, uh, like an informational, like little, here's something I just learned the hard way. And <laughs> then if I like, I'll delete it half of the day, especially if I get too high and I'm like, no, I'm deleting that. Like, <laughs> and I hate that. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to start doing that on TikTok, just doing my little spiels on there. Cause yeah. people say they want to share them. And I'm like, that's a start. And it's just, those moments where I got something on my mind, I'm like, I want to speak it then and there. You know that seems who, uh, to be the most, it goes over the best. Like, Tana, Tana something. It's like a, it's a, it's a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. The makeup artist? Mongu? Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh. I only yeah. know her because of my Jake Paul's she, wife or ex-wife? The blondie? The to, yeah. Um, so my fiance loves watching like YouTube people like mm-hmm. that. And she's one of them. That's like one of her favorite ones. And, I'll randomly watch like some podcasts with her mm-hmm. and I can tell why she likes her. She likes her because she has no, like she is a constant, um, like blooper. Oh, and okay. she, and she is very, yeah, I find that relatable. She, she's very open about her bloopers. She's like, Oh, I just fucked that up. Like she's a clumsy well, ass well, person and yeah, acts and like, like even, herself in front of the camera. Yeah. She's like very humbly, like unapologetically just, just, accepts the errors as they come she's like oh even if she says something like super fucked up and she realizes Mm -hmm. it like 10 minutes later she's like 
shouldn't have said that. My bad. And then she'll go into like, I've been canceled for that before. But like, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And, and just watching oh my her God. go That's through her head, it's like, it's funny to watch. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes me understand like, you know, and she's drawn to stuff like that where it's like, oh, it's about to get saucy. It's about to get like, there's so That's the direction I would like to take. Too. Yeah. Just be more like, just, yeah. Just more real. Goofy. Like, just your real yeah. self. And that's what she is. She's like, she's, she's funny. You know, mm-hmm. she's not trying to be super serious all the time. And she's pretty open about where it's gone dark at times. Mm-hmm. But because how open she is with it, like it's, it's now created this huge platform for her. Right. You know, so I really love do you think like that stuff is more popular now because people are like interacting less, like people are more in their homes and stuff, so they want to, you know, kind of get that feeling of interaction. Well, I think, I think, or, like, I think, connecting I think, I think with another started, person. Probably. I think people just like seeing people like act stupid and just like be funny <laughs> or like fuck up. I like to see people. Yeah. I mean, fuck memes up. are memes are a, a good point I of that. Peak. Yeah, right. Like you're My fucking favorite up. is like when yeah. someone Being gets funny. hurt by accident, but not too bad. Like when they get hurt by accident and they're like, like fuck for like yeah, jackass, like yeah. jackass type shit. Like that <laughs> shit cracks hurt. me up yeah. the most. They were getting hurt. I hurt myself all the time, and I'll just laugh and be like, you're so fucking oh, stupid. Fine. I wish I had a camera in my house, because the way that I fall in my own home sometimes is <laughs> miraculous. I don't, one time, I don't even know how I did it, but I ended up in a plastic bin. There was nobody around to watch this. <laughs> yeah, like, I had, like, I had Oh, dodged, I would have been laughing at I you so one hard. Thing and then I stepped, and then I twisted, and I fell. But Damn. you do. Set up, set up a security one, and then at the end of the year, make, like, a... Yep. Yeah, yeah, like, God, a, I really have you that'd seen, be uh, hilarious. There's this girl that, um, she sleepwalks. Oh yeah, I've seen those and videos. Her, and her husband, you know, they she have like sec- they have security. Um, she in, does some in their weird house. stuff. She, she literally like she makes weird noises. It's like stepbrothers like, type shit when yes, they're sleepwalking, exactly like, throwing like the Christmas that. tree and all the shit presents. Like that. Yeah, exactly. I started scaring oh all my God. coworkers because I have a part time, which I do recommend, by the way, for artists. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I did just the straight art, but it was so much pressure on the art. I had to take it off and do a side job on my side job. I scare the shit out of my coworkers just for fun. One of them makes a really mm-hmm. good scary face. It's like, like pure, <laughs> just so pure, and she's so easy to scare. I feel bad. I had to start scaring everybody because you know scaring her too much because it was Jason. Yeah, but I started filming those. That's fun. video montage coming soon. <laughs> so I would love to do that, but I it's work so with like to too many older people, and I'm oh, like scared. I'm like, I don't want to hurt you by accident. Yeah, like, pants. yeah, imagine that shit. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you almost died because I scared you. <laughs> like, that shit would be fucked up. So I just try and leave them alone Life as much alert. as possible. <laughs> I'll pop out quietly. I'll scare them quietly. I'm like, hey. <laughs> like quiet scary. you can get him with just a creepy voice because i did that to one of the bosses that co- um and i was like hello oh. sam and i'm like hiding underneath this thing and he's Hell like no. i'm like sam no, yeah, i see you i would be freaked up too <laughs> Wasn't a jump scare? i'd like start stabbing <laughs> that's my favorite our prank call because we stay in a hotel because we'll travel and do these trade shows and I'll get the other girl's room numbers. And I'm like, oh, is this Madison? <laughs> with that claw in the background, <laughs> I would be, like, terrified. Like, with that painting in the oh, background. Yeah. Dude, I like doing the creepy voices. I'd be like, fuck. It's really fun. It's really we need fun. you here whenever we have our uh, our spam calls throughout the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, honestly, please. Like, I'd love fucking not with them. Now, well, now we know. Right. Is you after a certain time. <laughs> but they call us all day. I like to prank them back. Uh, I do. We, we try to, but then... Trouble, no, we try like, to. Like, okay, I'm doing but now it. They just like hit us with the like link. calls of like every five minutes. I swear to God, 
Like to get back, back at you all day, all fucking day. Yeah, yeah there, there's been some times where they called us back, like, "Hey, fucking bitch." That's like, why I changed yeah, my yeah. phone number. Our coworker, our coworker <laughs> answered the phone, and he didn't even greet him. Nothing. He just starts cursing him off, and like he put it on speaker. We're like, "Who is it?" He's like, <laughs> "He just called just to curse me out." Oh my yeah, god, y'all are really getting the no, bad. No, we we really like, he just, fucked with them for though. sure. I, like, like, there's, like, there's uh, one point where he like. Just leave them on the, on the line on the Friday, forever. He called me back just to chat. Yeah. Because I was I was messing with them like earlier in the day. And it was towards the end of the day. He called me back and he was like, hey. And then we just like, I was messing with them for a little bit. And then he ended up being kind of cool. And then. <laughs> Y'all got to know each other. <laughs> yeah. We really did. We were just, we were just and then uh, from a spam call yeah yeah and it was like he's got was, a pen uh, pal now y'all <laughs> most of them are foreign most of them are like middle eastern sounding yeah it like, was it yeah. was like it was like a middle eastern guy he was like all right well it's friday what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what are you doing <laughs> oh i really enjoyed yeah, that so, sometimes yeah. i just like envision some of them in these call centers like chained to their chairs like i'm like i hope they're okay over there because yeah <laughs> See, that's unless they're the bosses yeah. unless like they're doing the just a little small part of it and they're the bosses that's when they call you back like fuck you the fucker yeah. they're like mad you're wasting our time i know overseas you know when a company's growing when all of a sudden the call center long longer has like an American accent I'm like oh. I remember yeah, when they, they, they did give that. us a name like it's like we hear like an English yeah. like American they, name no, the, <laughs> when they first answered like hello and that's when John. I hang up immediately yeah. I'm like okay that's not real no yeah. hello <laughs> they'll say it like that and then they'll say my name's Clarence or like the most American name yeah, like, it's like they could possibly take my name is John passive yeah no it's not. It's not. <laughs> so I think I have one more question for you. What is one of your favorite pieces that you've created? Or maybe like top three. I'd say these are my top. Okay. Um, but then also there is one, I call her the goddess or mother god, and it's a woman sitting on a throne with a half-eaten apple. And Damn. a nice little stab at the Adam and Eve oh, story. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like there's men bowing at her feet, but like they're not forced to. They're coming to her and she's sitting there peacefully. Know, and then there's a light coming out of her nanny because you know, that's the <laughs> gateway to heaven right there coming out of heaven that way um so i love that piece took me about a year to come up with and it was also from reading when god was a woman and reading about the different depictions of the mother god in different cultures especially during the neolithic era is about when that started to shift to being a more masculine form as god mm-hmm. um and so like i found with learning the other interpretations and everything i've understand god and life so much more um, so I really love that piece. And the Adam and Eve story always was one of those things that when we're taught, especially in the Baptist church, where it just hit my soul wrong. And I yeah. live with that now. If something, I hear it and I feel like, It's like the Ugh. most evil thing that so ever angry. happened in the world. Right. The like I feel like, real un- like angry. And so now I know that's a clue to go look at the other interpretations of those verses. And I found so much with the Adam and Eve story that now, like, I believe something a little bit different. I so mean, Adam did it. Right. (laughs) Here's the thing is it was actually a choice that she chose to do. It was a gift because that fruit was supposed to, which if you look in the Neolithic era, the symbols symbols, symbols of the goddess are the mother, a fruit bearing, a fruit bearing tree, a serpent. The The serpent is a, is a, is a showing of the mother. You can see that in South American cultures. The serpent is a, is a God that is like something that they also worship. And um, it brought her the fruit of knowledge and said, do you want to be like God? A.K. do you want to create life? And if you create yeah. life, you do have to work. You have to raise that life and teach it just like God would do us. So she was gift that. And then she said, Hey, Adam, you want to do this? And then he was like, yeah, let's go. 
you know? Like, I don't think there was all this shame. I think that there was like a moment of like, oh shit, like when real we have babies, we are have that moment of, am I going to do this? Yeah. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm full of shame and guilt and everything else. So I think that that's more so with that story. And even um, the word rib, how it says he took our rib, the original like, like translations, like one of the, I don't know the exact words. So I don't want to like try to guess it. Um, but what it translates is side. So it's saying essentially that God split us into two, which is what the Egyptians also believe is that side by side comparison to where a man and woman is side by side, which is not saying that we're, we're equal, but different. There's a, there's a duality there that mm. needs that balance. Um, and I think we lost that with that story because saying that we're just a minuscule little rib and everything else, yeah. those men of the time took that and ran with it to suppress like women. Like without Adam, you wouldn't be right. here at all. Because if you right. take away the woman's voice in the home, she's there to see what the, in between the lines for the, her man and her and her mm-hmm. family structure. So if you shut her up and you take away her you know, validity in what she says, which is right. what happened with that is like, you can't trust women. They don't know any better. Yeah. You yeah. destroyed the family home right then and there already. So the destruction of the home started long time ago, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, that story I think is a, is a pinnacle for like a lot of those, those conversations we're now having, which is just, yeah. it's so goofy. Some of these conversations where I'm just like, Maybe these guys are super masculine and like, Women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then even yeah. the girls, like some of the way they'll even talking, bring that up sometimes. You were made from one of our ribs, like you know that. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Put like... me on. Let me get on there, and I'll teach you something. I'm like, put on one of those podcasts. I'd come on there with like. <laughs> I mean, coming from a guy who's in a super committed relationship, we got kids, we love each other. I have my, you know, side where I feel like I like cheap picks it up for me. Like right. she does all this and that. And it's like, we work together as a team. And I feel like when you find that one person, that's like your flaws that are not as good over here. She like picks it up mm-hmm. and does it better for you. Or like, that's you know, y'all equally alike. 100%. Like you do this really good. And she does this really good. And somehow y'all come together and just, well, it's like the team. whole giving 50, 50. Right, yeah. right. Like but sometimes 60, you like give, yeah, you know, yeah, some more 100%. of yourself when the other mm-hmm. person's tired, you like yeah. make up for them and, hundred percent. Like I think of my parents because we know this conversation about like a woman, you know, the man is going to pay for everything and do all this. That works for some people, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's not a one size fits all. And my parents, they both worked full time. Right. And so it's like, well, my mom's working just as much as my dad and she was making just a little bit more than him. Um, but the, the respect thing and what we're talking about where it's like well, a woman's, a man will respect you if you're making more, that is bullshit yeah. because like, or like a woman's not going to respect you. Unless there's you. something oh, well, wrong with yeah. him or something wrong with them. Right. And if as a that woman, be a like, red saying, flag like, I'm going to be like the mom now and you're going to be my little boy, that doesn't happen <laughs> if there is still like, there's, there's more you can do than financial. So like my dad yeah. built things with his hands. Like he was outside fixing the house, remodeling the house every weekend and like fixing the cars while she was cleaning and cooking. So she still carried those traditional roles, but he also has something to add. He can just come home from work and sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a big thing that we're missing in that conversation where it's like, well, why won't my woman submit? Well, what are you actually doing? You're just paying for stuff here and there. Like, what are you, what are yeah. you doing? I saw this thing where it's like, just don't safety and like, structure. Don't like, don't keep a score of things. Yeah, where, where that it's too. Like, they're doing this, so I need to do this, or you know, like you were saying, like you just fulfill yeah. a spot where it's right. needed, and and you're you're. I think all you should have to say is, "Hey, I feel like overwhelmed right now," and your partner's going to be able to pick up what they need to do. Dude, just talk, like just communicate, yeah. and like yeah, uh, or they can know. just feel your energy. Like you know, if you're together for a long time, like they can see when you're sad. They can see like mm-hmm. you know what what the problem is. And you be know. Like, if you won't tell me what's wrong, then we're just going to, you know, figure it out on our own. And yeah, and the biggest bit <laughs> just of make you advice laugh. I can give somebody is, is like, when it's like, you've told someone one time, hey, I don't really like that. Especially in the beginning, I don't really like that. That bothers me, triggers me. They keep doing it. Move on. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. keep it moving, keep it moving because they're not going to stop. Don't argue, don't fight with someone to force them into what you need as a partner. The moment that's not fitting together, especially in the beginning is when it's most important. Just keep it moving. Mm. There's somebody else that's going to fill that role instead of we have a problem where we want to fight and make this person to who we You can't expect. force someone I can to see change you doing this. Well, at all. They're not doing it. So mm. don't force it. I yeah. think we as women have a huge problem with that. We want to make our partners who we need them to be I instead of understanding them. other <laughs> men are out there that are just as good like or better actually. You know what I'm saying? Than who we're yeah. in, you know? I think we just don't want to, you know, have to start over and right. all that, and it's that stuff. Fear. Too. And then a lot of times that whole feeling because you never know, you know, if someone's going to be worse or you know than right. what you've ever seen before. Like it's right. just there's a lot that's you happening. That, out that's there. when that faith comes in line. I mean, like I, I, I don't like where this isn't fulfilling me, and have faith that we live in abundance and that there's going to be something else that works. You know. Yeah. Um, but if you're in that state of fear and desperation, it won't, you won't find it. You're going to find more, more trauma and more pain. That's one thing I had to realize it was a spiritual coach that talked to me about that. When I, I took a bit celibacy break and I would just, I didn't want to date. And I was like in this rebellion of like how the women, some of them are like, I'm not dating anymore. This, yeah. You know? Um, and then he talked to me, he was like, just try moving with love. Don't be so afraid. He was like, don't live in that state of fear. Cause you will find more fear. You know mm. what I mean? And, and I didn't really listen at the time and I sure as hell found more fear and tell you what it got worse. <laughs> um but now that I move with like this trust and just knowing like and just more of an open heart things have been a little bit my discernment's up 10,000 and I will say with discernment you are gonna have a hard time going on dates because you're gonna know in that first encounter yeah you're not you're not, not something's off like you're not a bad person but not for me yeah yeah like, you start picking up on things and asking the right questions like I saw this one woman and she said um and I love this she said when you go on a date with the guy and you because, like, an honest man, he's going to understand that if you're, like, hey, you're dating somebody, and he's going to be, like, no. But at the end of the day, you don't know, if, especially if you're just going, like, a lot of girls now are, like, meeting somebody off the internet and going on a date. It's, like, you know, mm-hmm. ask, so does anybody think that they're dating you right now? Does anybody think that they're talking to you? Not rather than saying, are you seeing anybody yeah. right now? Because then that'll kind of catch them off guard. Like, oh, well, there's this one girl that's been on my phone because she thinks we're dating. And I'm, like, <laughs> you know. Or at least you can see them sit there and get a little, you know, for a moment. <laughs> And listen to your body, because, like, our bodies tell us things about the person. Like, yeah, the biggest indicator, too, is the moment you separate. Do you feel confused? Do you feel, like, unsure? Or do you feel safe? Because not what you're with them. Yeah, you're distracted by the charm and the glamour and everything else. But when you separate, is there a sense of anxiety mm-hmm. and confusion? One of the biggest red flags. Like, you know. And that's what I'm trying to kind of learn more about are those red flags because I've been in abusive relationships. I had someone almost kill me once. Like, um, so I know that there's so much we overlook in the beginning and I've been trying to pinpoint some of those things to help share that with other women because I shared just a little bit of that story on social media. And I remember having two girls hit me up like a week or so later saying they had left their boyfriends because they didn't realize what they were experiencing was a form of abuse. And I was like, yeah. Well, at least I know me oversharing wasn't for nothing, man. It's beautiful. Well, that's yeah. awesome, though, to be able to, like, you know, see that you help someone through that. Too, 100%. Some people d- really don't know. Like, don't, they don't know seriously. the signs. Like, they I don't know they're being, like, manipulated or something. But I didn't I didn't know idea about some of the things that I've experienced. That shit can be sad. Yeah, it's it can be really, really bad. And, and then there's, like, all that lack of empathy. Why don't they just leave and all this? And there's so much the psychology yeah. of it, especially when it comes to the woman-man dynamic and the, the power difference, you know? like The love the love aspect of it. Like, some too. people never felt a truer love than uh-huh. with that's someone a big thing. that had she been hurting the them. Krishan and Blueface thing. Oh, exactly oh, that, yeah. because what she's in with him is better than her home life was. 
And we can't yeah. fathom that, but it's like, I had to understand what this girl's doing. And after I read about where she came from, I was like, oh, well, this is actually pretty mild compared to what she grew up around. Yeah. So it's like, when you think so about that. So she thinks it's good because right. it's better so compared to what she went through before. Right. Yeah, but she's like no longer having to struggle for money and things like that. So it's just, it's really just, yeah, about your perspective. Yeah, fuck your face. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides the women, though, the way he talks to his daggum son. Yeah. I know, Erica Badu, she she already cursed him. It's over for him. Oh, <laughs> she said something about him on social Hey, if Erica Badu cursed him, no, she does. done. She, she, yeah, she called that out. That's, that's I love you, Erica. <laughs> but I will say, too, if you've been um, a victim of any kind of, like, domestic violence, sexual assault, the best thing you can do is talk about it. Like, not just to a therapist, but to the people that love you. Mm-hmm. And what I did when it when I got attacked was I posted a lot, and I was really nervous about it, but something told me to do it, for one, because... Well, that's a good way to keep, you know, everyone knows now who attacked you. So if they come and kill you, now people know. Oh, 100%. 100% it was. But also it gave purpose to the encounter and made me understand, okay, so this happened so that I can learn from this and then help other Mm -hmm. women get through it. Because I'm in the middle of like a legal process with it. So I can't go into details right now. But like, I'm going to tell the whole story. I'm going to put the whole story out there once I, everything's finalized, everything's through, because I think it's really important to also for both sexes to see what it's like as a woman trying to report domestic violence. Cause I'll tell you what, like, it is not easy. They drag it out. They do everything they can to get you like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, they yes. don't want to do the paperwork. Right. Like I'm over here swollen. Like, yes. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. I think for a lot of the people that get abused too, like either women or men, like, they're told mm-hmm. by their partner, like, no one cares. No one's going to help you. Like, why are you even going to bother someone else? Or like, like, you did this. That's that why kind did of that. shit. Like, they're yeah. going to feel like even Wasn't if they bad. reach out to someone, it's just pointless. So they mm-hmm. never do. And that's that's when shit gets, you know, kind of fucked yeah. up because they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to because of the one person that they've right. been talking to. Mm-hmm. In my first abuse relationship, I felt like that. That's why when I, I said to myself, if it ever happened again, like, they put someone put their hands out of me like they're me your best anger. friend yeah. but they're like also your worst enemy the at best the same you time. have to cut them off because if you keep talking to them they rope you into the lie all over again they'll, they'll have you yeah. convinced it never happened and it wasn't that big of a deal because your brain naturally our brains already want to suppress the trauma suppress pain so that we can not to deal with it yeah. so your brain's already trying to erase it and then you got someone else in your ear being like it didn't ever happen like that anyways <laughs> you want to believe that because you don't want to deal with it like yeah. mm-hmm. so that's the biggest struggle for sure but yeah Prayers to all those people. My for real. Yeah. Prayers. There's always a way out. There is. You gotta speak up for yourself. hundred percent. You gotta do it for yourself. Call first. me, you know what I'm saying? I have Talk to people. <laughs> you ever heard the song Good Bad Earl? By Dixie Chicks? <laughs> I can't tell. I feel I like I've heard it, but it's been oh like God, you gotta listen to it. It was I used to play every time like a friend got cheated on or treated real bad by um like a boyfriend. I'll still play it at work just for shits and giggles, but it's about the Dixie Chicks, and they're talking about one of the best friends gets into marriage, an abusive relationship, and he beats her into like the ER. Then they fly to Atlanta, and then they say, "Well, Earl's got to die," and then they go and kill him. <laughs> and it's like a whole story kill Bill about taking it. out an abuser. I'm not saying yeah. y'all should kill people, but like right. if you need a cathartic <laughs> release, listen to that one. It'll do it for you. <laughs> Shout out to J- Dixie Chicks. Yeah, they're from Texas. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They went against George Bush, so. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Man, at a time when that was real risky. Yeah, and then, then, like, that was, like, the first time, like, someone getting canceled in a way. Uh, it really was. Yeah. I remember seeing on the news, like, bulldozers running over CDs by Dixie Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dramatic, I, I dude. Too. Yeah, all they said too. was, like, we're not proud of, or we're, like, we're embarrassed to say we come from the same state as George Bush or something at one of their concerts. Yeah. It, yeah, they were, yeah. like. It was right around 9-11, too. And, and it so did it actually like, kind of ruin their, yeah. ruin their career a little bit. 
little bit. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, but now, now like, it's like you can look back at it and, and people are like, yeah, yeah. Dixie too. Yeah. yeah, for real. They yeah. were, they were. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna catch some hate for it in the beginning, but yeah, stay true to it. They say they stay true to their I respect shit. So. That. Yeah. I mean, they they had enough hits. They're probably still rolling in the dough from that music. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, especially that old money that like when, you, <laughs> but well, really, when they sold CDs and like records, I feel like they got that. Nowadays, I mean, artists don't streaming. make music no, yeah. like they Nowadays, used to. streaming is. So I feel for all of the shit. upcoming artists who are trying to make it. That is so hard. It's so hard. You're gonna have to have multiple streams of income, honestly, to start building it, funneling into your own thing. It's like the friends I know that didn't. Um, want to go the signed route that's what they did merch and stuff mm-hmm. and just, just shows just shows and music yeah. you can do and, and even just, now it shows you don't really make shit and then do so much shit where you create your own lane of just well, chaos yeah that, that gets like you a build the community yeah bro that's like yeah <laughs> well speaking on that uh can you wrap a, a 16 bar for us no, absolutely <laughs> not absolutely only when i'm playing around can i do and i don't like do weird <laughs> like like strange owl type freaking freestyle <laughs> talk about okay. something like sticking a banana in it or something no, no, it's bad. <laughs> no, I've never. I've, I think I'm just too. I get too scared. She's better. She's better at the freestyle for this. Oh, you are. No. Poetry not. style. No, absolutely. Not. Actually, I did write poetry, <laughs> but it was all very depressing. So I keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to wrap it up. Uh, any last things you want to say? Any upcoming oh, shows or anybody want to shout art out? New series that you're doing. Uh, so, well, what new art series? No, I don't have a new series. I'm still adding to the ones I'm working on now. I know that's not real exciting, but um, I'm hoping to put together some type of art show before the end of the year, either with friends or myself is really my goal. But for now, I'm just kind of working at the house and um, doing art and traveling. With this, I do a fashion wholesale on the side. So, oh, by God. the way, small businesses, oh, if yeah. you need if you need products for your business, your store, you need clothing, you need to hit up the Dallas Market Center, the World Trade, World Trade Center. I guess it's our World Trade Center. Uh, but they all have wholesale businesses, permanent and temporary. So they have different shows. Like end of the month, mm-hmm. this last, this weekend is going to be the man, the men's apparel show. So you can go in with a tax ID or set up on the site and you can go buy packs of clothes and stuff for your business. It's an amazing resource. I go in there and that's where I get my sunglasses and I'll do earrings. Um, but it's definitely something that more people need to know about. But yeah, that, then it's temp work. So that's why I do it because mm-hmm. I get to just – Go in there a two weeks or so out of the month, travel here and there, make a little lump sum, and then I can just focus on art. Yeah. As much as my ego wants me to just do art and just be completely <laughs> full-time artist, I feel like I need that. That Right. Yeah, I need that to That's like. That's where you get to goof around at work and. Mm-hmm. And I get to play with my, my style and stuff yeah. like these pants. But we've had a lot of like artists come on too saying like even if you're this is your full time dream, like you still have to have like, you know, some kind of side yeah. income yeah. Right. coming in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like it's gonna put so much pressure on the creative process that it becomes hard. You're only painting for money, you know. And, yeah. And it's just yeah it's just better and eventually you'll find the avenues where you can drop that you won't have time for the sad thing anymore you know like true that yeah so i'm gonna have my new website up soon it's gonna be organized chaos okay yes. that's gonna be the name of it like yeah and then i guess i'll show you my sunglasses real quick because if you want some weird shades you gotta hit me up for them but you know what i'm saying <laughs> Nice. Those are cool. I got these. I got these in a bunch of different fun colors. Nice. And then like these are my personal also faves, little flames. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I could see Taylor in those. And then these like these, <laughs> these are like, dark. That's why I like these right here. 
Dang, I love those right these there. Are, these are probably those remind me of like Danny Phantom. Phantom. Just, I just got a couple. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Danny Phantom. Exactly. So yeah, I'm Very trying to do specialty glasses and get these all online right now. They're only at my pop ups. So you have to like follow me and watch to find me out. Like these. <laughs> these it's remind me of like middle school. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep, that's coming back. The big yeah, ass. The, the MySpace the glasses. You can see my eyebrows back, through yeah. my glasses. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, uh, giving me uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> Jersey Shore. Yeah. J-Well. Yeah, you know, we're going for like... These yeah. are awesome, Dude, too. Someone though. told me, like, last night, they said I look like Paris Hilton's best friend, the outfit I was wearing. I was yeah, like, I you know what? I think this is a good thing, but I also kind of want to slap me. <laughs> I mean, it's a compliment. Dude, she's a businesswoman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You like my new glasses. Like these you. are awesome though they Thank actually you. fit me i have a tiny ass head yeah those, those are a little bit smaller i try to get a variety of sizes <laughs> girls and boys and everything in between oh yeah so hit you up for uh for sunglasses sunglasses and earrings they can, they can find them at your pop-up shows yeah they can they can dm me right now if they want to shop but i'll have it all online hopefully in the next couple months and i'll do fun little earrings and stuff you know do you make the earrings or, or are they like so, some of them I just get from wholesale and I pick out, but then once like this, I piece like the little charms together and put them together. This is my first product. You had some of these. Yeah, yeah. Because these are these are amazing. One. I can sleep with these things and take them off. I'm all about like practicality. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I like them They're not like, stabbing uh, you in you the back of the head. And that part. So, yeah. I take the little charms off and switch yep. them. That's yep. how I started off doing, just selling one earring at a time. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? See, bought some. Yeah, I, I bought a bunch of them. Like, they're off of those, like, three cents that I That's bought. That's because you had told people like, about putting them in your gauge. You can put them in your gauge, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing for a while. Dang. Nice. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and plus it was, uh, like, uh, you were one of the few people that had gold jewelry. Mm. Like, I can't ever find gold jewelry, especially at pop-ups. So yeah. Yeah. I think silver is easier to work with. Yeah, cheaper stock. The sterling silver. I know, me too. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I just got a good plug for some fourteen gold plated chains. And like this <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Had to test out the merchandise first. You know what I mean? I bought some, wore it yeah. nonstop, showered with it, saw what happened. Nothing happened. Still shiny. Still looks good. Shower. It's yeah. real. <laughs> uh, do they have those like uh, you know how there's like those diamond testers? Do they have like the same thing, but for like just regular? No, just, that would be nice. No, just diamonds. Just a diamond checker. Mm-hmm. Well, you should make one that <laughs> you will tell people at the live shows is real. Be like, put it on. Oh, I got you. No, they, they got like a little stone. Maybe you can t- test like yeah. the, the with the acid. What is yeah, it they, called? They got, they got That's what they use at the pawn shops. How magnetic it is. Like yeah. maybe if it's like yeah, super magnetic, it means oh, it has real? more so, of the so, other so, minerals. Yeah, because I know it's the first time gold's not supposed to be magnetic. That's not real. You're getting you're selling it for too good of a price. I'm like, I got for a good price. I'm being nice. Yeah. Sure, I'll charge sixty bucks then. <laughs> for real. Whatever price you told him, be like, all right, fine, we'll double. Right. Do you like it now? Oh, that's yeah. pricing yeah. is such a hard thing to do. Like, it's a classic. You know, just speaking a British yeah. accent too, while presenting it more I expensive. Man, I want a good accent. Then they'll buy I it. I really want to do a Russian accent. <laughs> oh yeah. My fiance for accents. I don't. I barely know what her real voice sounds like. <laughs> she only speaks in accents. Which is really good. <laughs> my favorite stay in the country one. That's my favorite guy too, right there. <laughs> <laughs> that one comes well, out for me without home. even trying well, sometimes. I know, right? I heard that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, I like your accent. Man, yeah. yeah. And there's a different accent out. depending on, like, who I'm talking to, too. The Mississippi comes out, and I get hit, and, like, a little Memphis accent will come out, and then Texas starts, is starting to happen. My friends yeah. back home said, girl, you sound different. And I was like, oh, God. They're all mixing, like, a big milk pot. <laughs> Very nice. Damn, well, I love it, though. 
This, is, this has been fun. Yeah. It's been a lot yeah. fun, man. How was your first podcast? I liked it. I liked it. Y'all did great. So you just got to be yourself. Right. Everything else falls into place. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's not I mean, some of the, just, you know, Yeah, some of the questions for myself, I'm like, I, I could have, should have thought about this a little bit more, but it's fine. Like, I, I think it came out smoothly. I understand, because yeah. being put on the spot for me, like, right. my brain just blanks on everything. I'm just like, There's just so much I could what? say. Especially when it's about <laughs> me. I'm like, wow, I got a lot. I got yeah. probably about eight lives. I'm Where on my I ninth live. I got one left. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Got some stories. I don't want to scare people, though, so we go and start slowly. <laughs> the next <laughs> podcast, you can start to scare them. Hell yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well, well is he, is I don't he know where he went. Empty emptying the cooler back there yeah i think he's done oh okay well we're finishing we're up the up. show oh, yeah, you're yeah. kicking me off <laughs> oh, so we're wrapping up first. yeah right. so anything else you, you want to say about yourself before we finish this up unless they already asked you i did have one I question know. i did yeah that you talked about earlier um you were talking about how you first started selling things at like seven bucks <laughs> i think probably the hardest thing as artists in whatever medium you have, like is gaining the confidence to price things at what they should be at. Um, I struggled with that. I think everyone I've spoken to that sells any undervalue yourself. Yeah. Cause That's like you just don't error. think you just don't like, you know what you want to say, but you don't know if someone else is going to like reciprocate that same thing. Right. So how did you get over that? Okay. So there's a couple different tactics there. First is trial and error. You're going to know the moment you sell it, that you sold it for not enough. And you should be like, okay, so that was definitely worth more. So a lot of it's intuition. So I'll just kind of think, okay, so what price, if I let this go, try to like, if you need money, try to let that out of your mind. And you look at the piece and you're like, if what would make me not miss that piece later? Because the problem is if you undersell something, especially if it's an art project, you'll think about it later. You'll miss it. So you have to think of a price that makes you easily let it go. Um, and then also something I want to see a little struggle in the person's eyes, like, wow, yeah, that's really worth it. You know, cause mm-hmm. I'm hurting letting it go. So I need your pocket to hurt a little bit too, because this is yeah. worth a lot to me. Probably one of my yeah. pricing at, it's probably still not even what it could be worth. So it's like, you're, you're getting something valuable. Um, oh man. Well, we still got <laughs> this is uh, the one that's going on y'all. <laughs> so that's a big one is like that, that intuitive. And, um, and as far as like, if you're displaying it in person, it is so much easier to go out and have the prices either on the painting or buy your products than telling someone what the price is and having them ask for one. Having to ask is going to deter them from buying in general, the shy people. Um, but also that it takes away any doubt in your eyes where you're like, $100? Like, it's 100 because you put that there for yourself. So that's what it is. Yeah. Almost yeah. like, my boss told yeah. me this, but you're the boss. But that, uh, this is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then if you're selling art and you want, you're selling big products, um, I do recommend, too, to have, like, a bill of sale and some kind of documentation. Because once you get past a couple hundred dollars, people want proof that it's worth what it's worth. So a letter of authenticity and a bill of sale. Is that itself saying that? Hey, you need this and this with it? Sells the piece, too, because mm. you're offering that. Bill of sale. Yeah. It's like what you do if you bought Pay a car. invoice. It's yeah, it's you your receipt. Yeah, it proves that you bought it. I've never, I've never, I've never been at a pop-up show and any artist like with paintings even wow. mentioned that. Even through the text, like well, you know, that's the text. Even if you think you don't yeah. need to do it because you're not at that level, go ahead and do it because that's what's going to get you to that level. Yeah. Like I would just start doing things before I started to get to like the. What do you think about like Banksy and people like that, like? Their shit holds value. Like, how does it hold value? How do they know? They have to keep I'm track sure. of it. Yeah. They have to keep oh, track so of it. Buyers that didn't get sold, they were like, well, I'm going to take that buy. 
then right. there's that too. It's, yeah. it's about it's about and, uh, it's also like Constant. a lot of authenticity mm-hmm. helps the buyer make an investment because mm-hmm. it's like think about NFTs it's the same kind of thing but real life. Right. It's like you're putting your money investing it so you need proof of what it's worth and and then it also holds me at a standard of where like well they paid a thousand dollars for part of the series so I'm not going to charge you five hundred I'm not five hundred for this piece that'll lower their value I have to now charge you a thousand plus yeah. so that their value goes up and everybody wins. So it's yeah, mm-hmm. kind of have to yeah so keep records, keep so records of everything. Too, if they buy it for this price, and then later on they're like, oh, well, this person's like off the charts. Yeah. Artist. Now mm-hmm. I've got this piece that I bought for this much. This yeah. Much. Exactly. And that's why I offer to resell too. I always tell people when they buy the original. No, I was about to say that. Yeah, JC said that. He talks about that all the time when he's like, so I invested in these paintings and now they're worth millions. Yeah. yeah. That's it's a it's a real thing. And I try to explain that to some people. Like people who are already kind of real rich, they they've seen it before. Some people are in here funneling money through paintings, like and laundering yeah. money through paintings. I found that out in Dallas. That's <laughs> been going on. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it, man. What? Well, I think you were still on to, topic. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but um, it's been really good conversation either yeah. way. Yes, thank you fun. so much yeah. for coming yeah. on. Yeah. This is definitely the longest. I will keep talking. I no, tried to I mean, warn y'all, man. I no, 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 no. Well, we can definitely have a part two <laughs> in the future, so. For sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah. I'll bring yeah. some fun facts. Ooh, I got one to end with. <laughs> I told her I was going to say this. These paintings will be sold, and you'll have the receipt, and you're like, look, yeah. look what they're worth now. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, somebody I bought a piece for, like, 200 that's now worth probably seven or eight. Um, I've told her if anyone wants to resell it, hit me up. I got you. Got you. Um, <laughs> but anyways, fun fact. Did you, did you know? <laughs> Did you know that monitor lizards um, can make their own babies without a partner? I learned this from Jurassic Park. Do they have both yes. cells? Yes, they're boys and boys girls, and they can clone their freaking those cells. Big, those big ones? I think, I don't know exactly like what the... type of monitor lizard, but I think there's multiple types, but I don't really know. I just saw on Jurassic Park they said this, and that was <laughs> real, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. It sounds like someone, <laughs> someone knows because he loves Jurassic right, Park. Right, like you just so. get bored, yeah. and you're like, <clears throat> hello. <laughs> 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 what, what is it? Uh, I bet. I bet he, not Furbies. They look like Furbies. Gremlins. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those things freak me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my first fear. My first scary movie was Gremlins. And that, shit <laughs> that was my fiance. Hell no. Mine was Chucky. Fuck Chucky. Yeah, he looks that, it's, it's that one of the other I Stephen King movie where like the thing comes out of the baseboards and it sucks the soul out of the baby. The Amityville Horror House. No, when they've got the teeth. <laughs> now, I will the, say Gremlins oh, The water, the, the water Gremlins. Yeah, she the first one. She doesn't fuck with either version of them, even Aww. like the fluffy ones. She's just like, Well, because no. she knows what they turn into, so yeah. I understand. Those are like, creepy. <laughs> the Furbies are creepy, too. Why'd your Furbies die? I did too. <laughs> what? That's traumatizing. Peter, we need a uh, we need to come over here. It's scary when they come awake, like come awake oh. in the middle of the night. I do have something. I mean, hopefully these. I'd also have this by the time this is released. But I have um, some kittens I'm fostering that need homes. <laughs> um, <laughs> two females, about six months, and the mom. They're so sweet. The kittens like dogs. They're cool. Um, they're super friendly. Please, they need homes. Doesn't that happen to you a lot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think my, I, mean, I think I've seen that happen to you like three my apartments, times in like two years. My apartments have a lot of strays, and they make it to my door almost every time. This I didn't know this cat was pregnant. Okay. They she know gave birth to my closet them. during an art show, and I came home, and I, <laughs> meow, meow. Damn. Aw, that's a nice gift to come oh, home Oh, it was to. fun. It's been fun, but I got a pit bull. I already <laughs> have a male cat, and then I have those three, and it's just too much in a small apartment. But... Um, Anybody need a kitten? No, for real. They're you great. Where They're to go. so sweet. Kittens, glasses. 
Kids glasses, arts, whatever art, you need, man. I life. You. It's all life. Yeah, you life. You need some life advice? I'll do my best. Yeah. I've Nerd. learned everything the therapist? hard way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like a hood therapist. You, yeah. I ain't got no certificate, but I'll help you. That's how you put the glasses on to get the notepad out. So how does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> make them put glasses on. It's related to your father. <laughs> and end every session with that. Yeah, <laughs> and get people pissed off like, you're fucking right. Yeah. God damn it. Mad at their dads their whole life. No, call them and cut some out. All right, let me stop because I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. We all, we all like I know. Because I feel the beer. I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> I feel this. I'm not even done with it. Yeah. Well, this has no, been time. the motherfucking juice. The juice. <laughs> Good night, America. Good night, world. We'll see y'all next time. The juice.